Welcome to the Careless Talk Climbing Podcast with me, Sam Pryor, and my co-host, Aidan Roberts. Hello. This week, we're joined by underground moonboarder, who's actually not particularly underground, but that's that's what his Instagram handle says, Ravioli Biceps. Uh, he's most known for his incredible strength on a moonboard. He's done almost all the benchmarks, or as near it makes no difference. Um, but he's also a really strong rock climber, and he does that as well. Uh and he's probably the, I mean, arguably the most important person in the community and that he's this figurehead for for the Moonboard who's sort of one of the strongest, but also really lovely. He loves it when you get in touch with him and climb his boulders and he's always putting out positive messages uh, to the community. And he's just a really lovely guy um, and also a very keen uh tattoo and metal enthusiast which is fun because this it's not really what you expect you know when you, you see someone who's covered in tattoos listening to death metal you don't think they're going to be lovely but there you go uh don't judge a book by its cover i suppose yeah so if you see him around be lovely to him and he'll probably be lovely back unless you're wearing flip-flops on his moonboard <laughs> <laughs> there's a little reference to a podcast in there <laughs> but, um, if you're enjoying the podcast um uh we'd love it if you support us so we offer a patreon um uh subscription with two tiers one where you uh, get some access to um uh, bonus content uh the odd episode here and there and some videos of various boulders and um, yeah, various little clips and bits. Um, and a second tier where you also gain access to a Discord channel where you there's like a really nice community of fellow patrons who submit questions. We actually had loads of questions for Mr. Ravioli. Um, and yeah, there's generally just nice discussions uh, based around the themes of climbing and life. Um, but yeah, really nice group of people. And so if you're interested in supporting us, maybe check it out. We very much appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us anyway. And um, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's been nice following your journey from afar. Um, but I was actually wondering, because I've obviously seen all the stuff you've done on the moon boards and I've done, because I've done, um, I've spent some time on the moon board sets. I did like the the newest set, I think it was 2019, right? Um, yeah. They did that Moonboard Masters comp. So uh, I was climbing on that one. Uh, I climbed on that one a bit when it was first created. I haven't climbed on it loads since, but I feel like most of the stuff you do is actually on the original sets, which I've had a few sessions on as well. But um, I'm I'm quite intrigued what climbing was like for you before Moonboards came about, because it is yeah. seven years it's been about now, but it's relatively recent. I'd assume maybe you were climbing before then? Yeah. Yeah. I climbed, I climbed a while before then. And, um, yeah, it, it was good. Like I was always, I've always been into training. Um, I started climbing in Chicago in like this basement of a gymnastics gym. And it was this nice area of Chicago where, um, yeah, these like wealthy parents would take their kids to do gymnastics. And it was kind of this like nicer area, nice cars in the parking lot. And then underneath they had this little basement set aside for like a very small climbing gym uh, which actually turned out a, a ton of strong climbers uh, michaela kirsch uh, isabel faust came out of there um, i met them you know when i was in chicago training and a lot of it was just long circuits people were training there to go to the red river gorge to sport climb 
but they had a they had a fixed 40 and they had this like i mean we're talking like very crude very like rudimentary just straight angles which i still love to this day and yeah we would just make stuff up and train and train and train and get in there and get after it so i mean that's even from the beginning like that was part of like climbing on a fixed 40 or 45 i liked that before i even climbed on the moonboard. i thought it was like just i like i like simplicity and i i like the rules you know i like that okay this is it it's not bending it's not this and that um so yeah, yeah. and wow. i feel like you're upsetting i feel like you're preaching to the choir there that's quintessential british training as well me and sam are both <laughs> i'd say bored addicts yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sounds quite a fast dream I have. I sometimes have referred to myself as a board climber over rock climber. To be honest. <laughs> you know, I, I I feel it now, and then it gets like it gets like put on me too. So I'm like, people will be like, "Do you ever climb outside?" I'm like, "Yeah, like I moved to Vegas to climb outside. <laughs> like that's why I moved here." You know, <laughs> but now it's it's just funny. I'm just like associated with yeah the board, which is cool. It's it's great, but yeah, I mean, I spend so much more time especially now like i work so much and long hours that you know i it, it's i went sport climbing in may for the first time in like a decade and it was like an all-day affair and i was, was like wow this is great it's fun it's cool to be out with friends but i just i just don't have a day you know i just don't have a full day uh, a lot of the time so mm, find yeah. myself on the board and you know even even now like um, like buying a house and getting like I'm getting the garage together. It's like I don't even always have time to drive to the gym, you know. So like, luckily, I'll be able to put a board in my garage. But yeah, I mean, it's important to get that time in and maximize it during the week. Did you say yeah. you're you're moving? Um, you're still in Vegas. You're you're still in the uh, the area. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in Vegas. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm dug in. I love it here. Um, yeah, it's it's a good spot. Yeah, it's pretty central to a lot of awesome climbing. You know, it's the community is great here. So, yeah, my family's here. I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm just moving like yeah a couple of miles away. Kind of time poor power hours on the board. Um, it's probably something that's quite relevant for you in more recent years as well, Sam. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I just more. I was just thinking though, because uh, for us. The weather, you know, Vegas has got consistent good weather. You know, it's a lot. There's a lot of good rock conditions, isn't there, over the course of the year. Whereas here in the UK, there's, you know, we've 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 just been having our summer, and we've barely, I've barely had a day outside because it's just been raining all the time. You get a lot of excuses to board climb because obviously it's always raining, <laughs> but it means that every now and then, like happened to Aiden and I in the winter we met up for a for a board session at the schoolroom, having a great time but had the terrible guilt because it happened to be a good day didn't it <laughs> yeah it'd be like a beautiful day and the sun would be shining into the schoolroom, which is where we'd often meet and i'd be like oh gosh it's too quiet in here we haven't seen a soul <laughs> <laughs> no, someone someone came in to go like oh yeah just coming in to warm up to go out on the grit like what are you what are you warming up for <laughs> Oh yeah, just <laughs> I'll get I'll get out there in a bit. Just uh... <laughs> you you go yeah. ahead, you go ahead. I'll, I'll meet you there. Yeah. 
Yeah, what are you warming up for? Oh, you know, just uh, yeah, project right here. It's, it's right here. It's, you know what? It's actually this. I, I can't. I can't lie to you. So rare to have a crack with so many lines all in one place. Yeah. Oh, these are classic. I mean, look at all this. Yeah. I mean, so so we have a similar excuse in the summertime because it's like uh, the equivalent. The equivalent for you guys would be like. 43 sometimes maybe 45 i think wow. would be nice it hot. yeah it's like it's, it, it, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll get like it'll get like 115 117 you know and then it's just like okay like let's make sure the ac is blowing hard and get in the gym you know and even and even when it's you know like at that at that temperature like how can you even really cool anything down that much you know so it makes like hard training brutal because you have this like other factor of like if your seatbelt touches you when you put it on it like burns or you have to like yeah you can't like leave anything that will melt in the car and you know even just driving to the gym you're like okay it's it's really it's really getting after me um so yeah we kind of have that excuse in the summer a little bit like okay cool just stay on the board but then yeah once it starts getting a little cooler i'm like Oh yeah, I should be I should be making the effort to go outside. <laughs> but here <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I personally have the the fortune of being quite time rich in a climbing sense, but I find as well I usually separate my like year into phases of training and usually have like a priority in a time. So like if I'm in a training phase, I'll be working generally I'm working towards a rock trip or something. I find that I'll usually prioritize that as well. It's different when the weather is bad outside and you feel like you're having, making a good use of your climate and your training. But when you can look at the rocks and be like, wow, it's perfect out there. There's a weird guilt associated with like prioritizing training in the scenarios where like rock climbing is in good condition as well. Um, maybe it is because of the infrequency of those perfect days. But um, uh, yeah, it's like a weird balance I always find. But um, yeah, I go through spells in the year of identifying as a board climber as well. Yeah, I like it. Oh, it's good. And and I think I think by the end of summer, you know, I can I can pretty much speak for every climber in Vegas or like in the American Southwest. It's like by the end of summer when the when it starts like feeling crisp, when it starts feeling nice, uh, like you said, uh I, like I have the luxury here of like during the season, I, I don't even check the weather. Like I really don't. I, I you can go out and yeah, you can pretty much look outside, okay, it's gonna be good. Like during the season it is so consistent here so you can pretty much get any day that you want which is nice um you know because i i like have a weird schedule and you know i get certain days off certain days i have to work so it's nice to have that consistency and yeah even even now i'm like very much like looking forward to um yeah some stuff in vegas like it's been you know developed and then redeveloped and it's been cool so i've been here since like 2010 my family's been here since 2006 so it's been really cool to see all these like iterations of cool this went up this went up this went up now there's this like extremely hard zone you know where people are coming from all over the world to try like return to the sleepwalker and stuff like that and it's pretty cool it's like it's like gets me gets me excited to get outside as well and you know if there's things that okay 
uh, can't get to in Vegas or, you know, don't feel good on or, you know, whatever. Bishop is very close. Joe's is very close. Most Valley is close. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really a good spot here. And I always look forward to the, to the outdoor season for sure. Do you get out quite a lot then? Because I feel like you, unless I'm following the wrong accounts, you don't publish much about outdoor climbs sometimes, but not regularly. Yeah, I, I, I do get out. I just don't. It's funny. Cause I, I was talking to, I was talking to Jonathan one time and, uh, he was like, like, he knows me really well. And he's like, dude, like, if you just followed your Instagram, all you think you do is like, you're on the board every single day and you just listen to like satanic music. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, it's, it's pretty true, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty like curated as far as what I want to push out. But, um, but yeah, I, I do get out. Yeah. Quite a bit. And it's just, you know, I'm trying stuff or I have tried stuff for years and, you know, projecting stuff and, yeah, it's just everything here in Vegas now for me, if I don't develop it, is just, it's just very hard. Like, it's just, it takes like a ton of time, a ton of effort, um, a ton of focus. Um, yeah, I mean, in 20, like the 2021 fall into like early 2022. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to the nest like twice, twice a week to try the nest and i just yeah it's just really hard you know Mm. um yeah and i put i I mean i probably yeah i probably put you know i'm i'm not a like a flash guy i don't do things quick i like to put like a ton of effort into stuff and i and i enjoy it i enjoy like the monotony and minutiae of like training and board climbing and all that like i get a lot out of that it's like peaceful to me um but yeah i mean like putting that much time into that thing is and then coming back and being like okay all i got from that was yeah i learned a lot but i got like chronic tendonitis in my right arm from that like bump in my elbow for like eight months it's like a deep lock isn't it just it's just a deep deep lock and i I, I, I don't i don't know if i fit the box really well you know it's like all this all that stuff goes through um but yeah i mean there's like unbelievably motivating lines that are you know 20 minutes 20 minute drive and then a, you know a couple like an hour hike from my house it's amazing. yeah that i mean the, some of the stuff there looks utterly incredible i was actually trying to sorry to be bouncing around a little bit but trying to figure out um time frames as well you said you moved there from chicago in 2010 there was a spell where like daniel jimmy Nale was over quite a lot, developing a lot of the stuff. And that was when like the nest went up and Nale did a bunch of stuff over there as well. Was that, that was after 2010, right? Or was that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. So, so yeah, 2010, well, that year, that year in the 2011 season were like, um, Pete Lowe did a bunch of developing in the canyons, like lethal design went up and, americana exotica and uh, like shining path shortly thereafter yeah. um, things like that and then i think people started to realize like wow these canyons that have been like multi-pitch trad climbs and sport climbs forever like they're home to some really incredible boulders you just have to hike and it's not even that crazy of a hike i mean people go to chaos and upper chaos in colorado all the time and people do big hikes everywhere but um i think people really started to 
see the potential for these big lines if you go further and further out into these canyons uh andy ray there did a bunch of exploring and stuff like that and then i think he's tight with with daniel from back in the day and kind of put the word out and stuff yeah so that was i think that was like 2013 maybe is when the nest went up uh don't quote me on it but yeah yeah, it was around around then i thought it would have been a bit later than that but um yeah i was just i was wondering maybe because you're saying you may you moved to Vegas mostly for for the climbing was a big part of it. Because um, Chicago itself having quite a lot of rock around as well, there was I don't know the geography of the place, but I know there's quite a lot of climbing around there. And um, it feels like uh, in terms of places to move for the climbing, somewhere like Colorado has probably been better developed for many years. So I was just intrigued. What uh, what was the appeal of vegas around that time but you're saying as well maybe you have family there yeah yeah family is a big part and then um this is like one of the only things i can be like hey i was here kind of like before it was cool you know now i look back i've been here for so long i've been here so long i'm like oh i'm like an old timer here you know like i've been here a long time and people are starting to like sport climbers too you know people are like starting to move here the pro scene is getting bigger here and like cost of living is still like more affordable than Colorado. So I think that plays a, uh, plays a part into it. I know, yeah, Salt Lake city and Boulder, Colorado are, are like traditionally huge hubs, but, um, mm. yeah, I mean, Vegas is, is great. I know, uh, uh, Dave and Mina, they came out, they've come out a couple of times, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're good. They're, yeah, they're awesome. They, they seem to love it. I know Dave loved the shining path. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember chatting cool. to them about it. We've had both Dave, Dave and Mina on the podcast in previous times as well. But um awesome. The rock in around Vegas definitely looks a lot better than the likes of Colorado as well. So uh, <laughs> different. It's, but. It's, yeah, it's just got some striking lines, you know. Um it's got some striking lines that are like really bold and colorful and they have cool um yeah, cool settings because they're out they're out of ways. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're talking a lot about my geography, but I'm like, I, before COVID, I was planning a trip to come to Sheffield to climb at the school room. I was like, uh, yeah. yeah, I got, I, I was like, I got to do it. I was talking, I was talking to Ollie and, uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, I got to get out there. I got to do it. I want to see all you guys, meet all you guys, mm-hmm. you know, chat, hang out, have some food, have some board sessions. And it's funny. He's like, well, where do you want to get out? I was like, well, I don't even want to get my hopes up. I know the weather's <laughs> kind of here and there, but um, but yeah, it'd be awesome to come out there. It's still like super high on my on my list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't rain all that often in the schoolroom, so the conditions are pretty good. Never, never a hundred percent, but yeah, we hardly um, dry hold. Schoolroom forecast. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say was it was it the um the nest there was is that your main project? Yeah, the nest. I'd love to do the nest. Um, there's a, I, I think it. I, I don't know what it, what it goes at, but um, there's a climb out in Black Velvet canyon which has a bunch of famous climbs it has like the famous uh three uh like abaddon atlas shrugged and wet dream are like the three 12s that are that are really really classic um especially wet dream and um then next to it now there's this new generation of like like right to the left of wet dream is where 
um, like Sleepwalker is in the sit. And then to the left of that, there's um, a thing called Squoze, which goes pretty hard, like 8B plus AC. Compression um, so thing, I'd like to try that. Yeah, compression-y, like real, real burly. I'd love to try that this year. But yeah, I put a bunch of time into the nest and I think – I think I'd like to try it again this year. I took a year off of it and was like, okay, I need to like step back from it. Um, you know, it's not going anywhere. I need to just like kind of like recalibrate and see because I was, it, it was interesting, like in a good learning experience for me, like I'd, I'd never been shut down on a move, like to where I felt like really strong. I felt really snappy and powerful and stuff, but I was like, I was, and I, and I think like my core is like one of my strengths as a climber. Like I don't have the strongest fingers, you know? Um, but like, I think my core is really strong and my foot was picking on this, on this last like bump on it. And I was like, man, like, I wonder if I'm just slightly out of the box or whatever. Cause I'm feeling like super powerful on all these bumps, like digging really deep. Like I'm taught, I was like messaging John, uh, messaging Ethan, messaging like Keenan, being like dude what what's up with this bump like what's going on you know i was like doing all the stuff you have to like mantle on the side of your thumb like lay your thumb down on this crimp and you kind of like press your thumb like your the side of your thumb meat oh wow is like is like perpendicular to your fingers crimping and you push it you like you like thumb mantle you know they're like joking <laughs> but but, but like, like that's a, the actual it's like a yeah, five finger crimp <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and, and like i was doing all that stuff i was like rocking and leaning and like pointing with my knee and all that stuff and i was like man this is like either just the most nuanced move and then once you unlock it you just like do it every time um but i didn't feel it i just never felt it i never felt like the good spot even when i was like oh i'm feeling so strong i'm feeling this and that and my foot would just pick 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 um and it didn't feel like it was a failure on like my right arm. It felt like it was like, once I, once I latched it, like I was getting there latching it and then my foot would just, would just continue to pick. And it's so yeah. low angle and like slopey and everything that everything falls apart. But um, yeah, so maybe, I mean, there's another option. You can do this like pretty um, involved, like the way Daniel did it. You can do this pretty involved, like crossover and just like small crimp and just really, really lean lean onto your feet and it gives you like that extra distance so you don't have to do the thumb mantle so that could be something that i could work on and, and do but um yeah i remember yeah, looking really... at the way they were done it looks like it puts it way more into the fingers and the shoulder the way daniel did it and then yeah it does and then jimmy did like did jimmy do like a triple bump or something and then i remember seeing like paul robinson did something in the middle he like used the same hole but bumped and like crossed under or something like there's like a yeah, quite a there, few methods now, aren't there? There's a couple methods, yeah. And you can get this thing, it's like it's like a a kind of like pebble not pebbly, but like a like a lumpy, like uh straight up and down vertical hold. And um, you know, I think Jimmy was able to like get friction on his thumb. It's like a limestone stain that's on top of the actual sandstone. So it's a bit oh, of a really? different texture. Yeah, oh, it's, got this, it's got this. Yeah, it's got this. Like, it's got this little, like, almost like paper mache coating that's like dripping down onto this beautiful deep red rock. Um, 
And so where you're placing your fingers for that last bump is all like kind of slick limestone, but your feet are on full sandstone, like, like little slopey rails. So it's, it's interesting climbing, but I think Jimmy watching his video, it's been a minute, but I think he just pinches the ever loving fucking shit out of that thing. And just like, I mean, you know, in his fashion and then just like comes up over top, which I tried that as well. And I just like, when I was this spread out, it was really hard to over my head get um, like in a power position to pinch it. Yeah. The wrist angle as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think Jimmy's probably a bit bigger than you as well. Like high yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's taller. Uh, yeah. I think, I, I think almost every, I think almost everyone except maybe, maybe Daniel has a bigger span that's done it. Um, cause I know Keenan and I are about, like, I'm, I think I'm taller than Keenan, but I think his arms are a bit yeah, longer. He's yeah, got he's super got long arms. arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Cause him and I talked a little bit about it, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's like, it's really interesting. It's a really good climb. It's really isolated, um, which I enjoy, you know, I like being outside, I like being by myself. I like climbing by myself and you're really just out there really deep in the canyon it's cool mm. nice yeah yeah and it's quite it's like i always thought it looked a hard one as well in that it seems really cruxy but right at the end mm. yeah exactly and then and then it ramps up in this way where you're just like you're like pretty constantly pushing the accelerator right into the crux so it's like okay you do a couple like throw around moves and seven B moves and you can dial them in really fast, but then you have to, you have to slow down a bit to do this, to do this shoulder bump outright. And then you do this little typewriter move to come in and then it sets you up for the crux. And just that section alone is like, you know, it's starting to be like more of like a seven C seven C plus ish, like move or sequence into now this like extremely low percentage you know, bump method or really difficult singular, like, you know, crimp shoulder brutality. It's a hard one to train for. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's like, man, I just want to, I just want to grab, I just want to murder some stuff, you know, like give me some, <laughs> give me like some holds and I just want to, there's, it kind of runs out of holds, you know, it gets like almost not vertical, but like it gets just off vert kind of up at the top you know mm. yeah. i've always felt like oh board climbing is really helpful and like kind of super relevant for climbing outside which it is but like the quintessential board style generally like kind of like horizontal edge kind of climbing or whatever or pinchy burl kind of thing comes up quite rarely outside i often think like when i'm on hard climbs i'm like there's something quite nuanced which you never would usually set in icon of board. like you're doing some awkward reach into an undercut or um there's a knacky heel or something i do just want to just quickly jump in here though and say that i think in my experience the moon board climbs like no other board that we normally climb on in the uk now we do loads of small wooden holds and crimps and pretty standard small edge feet. So it's very front on, kind of like a dynamic fingerboard session sometimes with like added foot tension. Whereas yeah. the moon board, the holds are bigger. Like most of the holds individually on the moon board are good. They're good holds. And it's only 40 degrees, whereas most of our boards now are more like 45, 
some fifties. Um, so, so it means that the hard boulders on the moon board are like really like twisty. And a lot of it is about like generating momentum from awkward positions. So I actually really like that in a sense, I think combining the two styles of, of boarding works really well. I find that if I do too much of just like moonboarding, then I kind of lose out on a few bits and pieces. But if, if you just do a bit of moonboarding and a bit of like normal boarding, they actually like marry up pretty nicely to outdoor climbing. A bit less rigid. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I also really like foot follow boards, but we said that's ad nauseum on the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which we should, Absolutely. we should mention, and I assume people listening will probably know, but ravioli biceps mostly known for <laughs> mostly known for moonboard antics and probably doing pretty much most of the benchmarks on every moonboard set i think so. you've done all of them haven't you didn't you do all of them on the 2016 I, set? i did i i did all of them on 2016 i i just looked because wow. i did a little bit i did i took a few notes before the episode and um yeah so currently i'm at 686 uh moonboard sessions and wow. then four four thousand six hundred and twenty two boulders. So I'm on the I'm on the five thousand chase here. Uh and that's between twenty sixteen and twenty nineteen. And it's funny saying what you said about those marrying up nicely. That's the plan for my new house for the garage is to have a board on one side of the garage. If you're you know driving your car into the garage, you open the garage, look in. On the left side would be a board you have whatever set and then on the right side would be the board you're talking about like a like a smaller you know maybe 50 degree just spray wall that i can just set you know simulators or whatever else uh some more like that straight up foot forward like digging out some really small crimps and just like really getting getting the feel for it that's the plan so mm. let's see Okay, so here's a question. Lots of our patrons are asking this as well, and maybe it's yeah. maybe it's slightly different. If you're going to have a moonboard on there, which set is it going to be? Oh yeah, so I got to go 2016, and it's a couple reasons, and mo- mostly because like both gyms here in town they have 2019 up right now, uh, which is great. I really really enjoy 2019. I feel like I always get like, which one do you like better? Which this? Which that? And it's like it's just it's just like asking about two completely different boulders on two completely different styles of rock i think like the 2019 is really great for that small pinch work um it's really good for like one arm big pulling um the example i the example i like to use is like uh there's a climb in bishop called direction it's like very crimpy it ends with a big dead point um a, a big like dead point off a small edge so like the beginning of direction is like 2016 and that last move is all 2019 for me like Mm. it's really i think it really uh you can get you can dig into it get into it um the other other reason i think people are drawn more to 2016 it's like it has three times as many problems it has a lot more contributors for for sets so you're talking about like 20,000 a pool of 20,000 problems you know where a lot of the higher end stuff like harder stuff is set by maybe a handful of people you know like like me sam 
the DeWolves, um, Florian, uh, Hosiak, you know, like it's, it's pretty minimal. Whereas on 2016, you're getting a huge range, like triple the problem. So, but I would put 20 or I'm going to put 2016 in my garage first because I don't have it anywhere else. Mm. We've, um, we recently switched back over from the 2019 to the 2016 set. Um, okay. And it is actually much more popular with like the general kind of customer base do just prefer it, which really shocked me because I thought 2019 was like probably the better set in that it's got like loads of nice wooden holds on it and stuff. But but actually the 2016 is just more popular. It's now like our moon board is now really busy again. Whereas for ages, there was like never anybody on it, which is why we switched it. Yeah, that's so interesting. I wonder what what the hurdle is for buy-in because yeah, the 2019 set has every T-nut filled and it goes down to 6A+. Mm. So I guess people just really like that configuration, which is funny because on row 17 in 2016, there's only two holds. Mm. You know, there's, there's only It's like there's a bunch of blank space up in the 17th row. I mean, if I were to do one thing, I would just keep that and then add a few wood like add a few yeah. wood holds in there and like fill it out you know yeah but, um, yeah yeah 2016 is great it's yeah Actually, it's, might, it's good might, have you suggested that to ben you might do, i haven't might, no you might do that yeah <laughs> 20, 2016 like, remix <laughs> extension it's like an extension pack yeah yeah because the thing is because <laughs> i mean coming coming very soon is going to be the new set the new set is coming relatively shortly oh my days oh, i really? didn't know about that yeah yeah i was actually i'm actually booked to set it next month um oh really yeah so we'll we'll see how that goes in the school room in the school room yeah yeah wow when are you doing that damn i wish i could uh, be there for that yeah, yeah i want to be there <laughs> <laughs> next next month i just need to make sure there's no like i'm just gonna gonna ruin hosiak's day and just make sure there's no good undercut in the right place <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no. seriously no. oh yeah his, his, his shoulders are made of rubber man that guy yeah. he's yeah he, he's so good on an undercut uh you know what i'm talking about aiden on the 2016 set there's one black undercut oh, it's it's nine yeah yeah is, is this the one which there's a really hard problem that i think it maybe is one of the harder ones that da- daniel put yes. up, um black beauty yes so it goes yeah it goes into (laughs) into that guy and then and then through it but just for me just coming into that one like this the only way i can hold that hold is i'm pinching the living hell out of the bolt hole (laughs) yeah yeah it's like like, i'm not undercutting anything i'm just pinching the bolt hole i think uh (laughs) so much of that reaching into undercut stuff is like wrist mobility Mm. Which I think climbers can have really a risk, especially if they just don't do that very often. Like you end up contracting in like a very neutral wrist and everything gets very stiff and immobile. Um, yeah. But uh, well, Sam, I, you're no stranger to pinches. You're, I mean, maybe not underclings, but like this H15 pinch, the vertical pinch on the 2019 set. Uh, I've noticed one. that like. Well, oh, you're really testing my knowledge now. Is that the black skinny one? No, it's, now, uh, now no, we're on the wooden the wooden set. You talk uh, about the wooden one. It's uh, it's H fifteen uh, orientation. It's like a it's like a vertical pinch on yeah on like the third to last row or whatever. But you love it. 
Yeah, like, I, I looked it, at yeah. I, I looked I looked at all your stuff. I was like, oh, he set forty three problems. Like six of them have this, and like the ones that have it are like you're coming at it from like underneath, and you're grabbing it, and you're just pulling that thing all the way to your chest and moving off it, which is like a really satisfying move. But I was like, oh man, you're into that. <laughs> Sam Sam loves a vertical pinch. <laughs> it was probably yeah. all in there, all in training for milk it next door. <laughs> oh, okay. so, so my my um my home uh, uh my home woody has no pinches on it at all it is the crimp board <laughs> because I, I do find naturally i like a i like a pinch i seem to climb quite well on a pinch anyway so i'm just like but they just don't come up outside <laughs> i just yeah. i've never that on outside i've never done that move of going up into a vertical pinch and then pick it up and rolling over i've just never got to do it oh vecchio. That's, that's the fun, that's the fun vecchio. part oh yeah vecchio vecchio leone that's kind of like a vertical pinch oh yeah and I, i've gotten really well with vecchio <laughs> yeah there you go in the rare scenario where it comes up you go <laughs> and it was a it was a yeah. banger as well <laughs> lucid lucid dreaming very hard one in bishop that's like kind go. of a vertical skinny pinch oh, yeah there you All go right. you wait you've been Just... to bishop haven't you I haven't. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. Where did you go, Sam? You went because you were on the trip Joe's. with David. Mean oh, it's Joe's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went to Joe's. Oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if Joe's has any pinches. That was um. That was when uh. Yeah, sure. Dave Dave sold cracks. Dave sold me a trip to Joe's because he was like the great thing about Joe's in like November or whatever it was that we went is like. He was he was saying this in summer is that you know we're going to get good conditions you don't have to worry about it. And, and then we got there for the first week it snowed and the second week it rained oh, and like oh, and all the locals no. were like this never happens <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you're like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah tell me about it <laughs> it's always good weather in the peak district am i right in saying that the the very beginnings of the idea of a podcast began on that trip or was that just the yeah. first time they were basically yeah because mina was starting a podcast ah and, yeah and i guess that was probably what put the thought in my head because at the time she was like do you listen to podcasts and i was like no which is still the, still mostly the case i'm really bad <laughs> <laughs> and when i when i first started talking to friends about it i was like yeah we should i, I want to do a climbing podcast and they were like reeling off all these other climbing podcasts and i was like yeah, hadn't heard of that one. Haven't heard of that one. <laughs> There's a lot out there now. There's a yeah. lot of climbing podcasts out there. I don't know if I'm just noticing more of them now that we do one, but it feels like there's a lot. Yeah, I've subsequently learned it's actually a pretty saturated marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was excited to see that both of you uh, both of you started one. I was like, oh yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. And uh, yeah, I've listened to a few of you guys' episodes, and yeah, it's good. I think it's fun. It's all about it's all about the dynamic, really. Like you guys have a good dynamic, so it, it, it kind of makes it, you know. I mean, we 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 do rely, we lean very heavily on that, seeing as we we started doing almost no prep work at all. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. I've been researching my moon. <laughs> I've done two moonboard problems on the 2019 set. <laughs> the, ones, the ones you set. The one I set and the one Francis set because <laughs> uh, yeah. we were on a team on that event. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no, I'll have done the other ones as well. Um, who was on that? Vadim won it. Then Flo Vintless. Who is, he's done, he's done loads. Oh, 
He and he was in that comp as well. I'm trying to remember who else. He was. he is a phenomenal setter. He's so yes. good. Like he was very creative. really good. Made we, really um, good problems. Uh, in the early days of the 2019 set, we were doing like all of the benchmarking until, and it was basically like me and the Dwarf twins were doing a lot of it uh, until we got a lot of criticism for like it, apparently we were picking we were picking blocks that were too similar. But the Dwarf twins have got incredibly strong shoulders, and I yeah. don't have incredibly strong shoulders, so I really enjoyed their climbs because I'm not very good at them. Um, but I basically just wanted to benchmark everything flow ever set because he just kept setting really good boulders. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, we ended up getting quite a lot of criticism for very samey benchmarks. Um, so I, well, I stepped you know, back. What can, <laughs> what can you do with what can you do with the pool? You know, like that's that's maybe my one my one fight with the, uh, with 2019 is that it just needs more contributors you know mm. it needs more contributors at that at that higher those higher grades you know because it really starts to hit this hard cap at 7c in my in my mind like after 7c it just gets really exponentially turned up in a way that i don't see i, I see it as more of a gradual difficulty progression on 2016 mm. um so i think it just needs more um, you know, myself included, I try to set, but, um, yeah, going, oh, going back to like those sets, I, I climbed one of, one of, uh, flows today and yeah, he just, he just sees the board in such an interesting way, you know, so does, so does Hoseok and, and, you know, a lot of people do, but like, yeah, it, it was like coming into even that big, um, it's like that big pinch on 2019 on the right side. It's like a big, uh, yeah, you use it on, you use it on a Cuban heels or Cuban heel. The closest and, thing you uh, get to a sloper on, on the board. Yeah. Yeah. And he does this, he does this interesting, like, you know, the, the, the white space bar that's kind of at a 45 degree angle. You end up like pinching that, like almost bicycling it with your feet to hit that big sloper, like, opposite hand like you know you usually want to hit it with your right hand so you're opposing something whatever else is on the board but you hit it with your left hand and it's like man i just you know i like to think i've been setting a minute a minute and i think about movement creatively and i'm like i would just never come up with that it was very cool hmm. which is one crazy. of the real like the real joys of the moonboard concept right because i feel like that's what's that's almost what's made it so popular just in this conversation, I feel like maybe partly you two are in agreement that there's like, in terms of the the set, there's probably the most updated set is probably more comfortable to climb on. Like there's more holds, there's probably more options, but it's way less accepted. Maybe that is down to just the number of problems. The whole concept about like, you almost create a community independent of geography, right? You have a load of minds being creative and like sharing this all together, which feels like the real joy i feel like that's what you're touching on there like people are creating things which you would never think of and you get the opportunity to try that and i mean i've never really i've never consistently moonboarded i've never really had one near me uh, and so like never done it much but i've done it here and there but i've never really like stepped into that online community you get to know the characters despite never meeting them probably yeah i think it's a cool way to show like your style in a way that like in outdoor climbing you can have a style absolutely and if you 
climb and you develop and you get first ascents, you know, you can be like, oh, I climb tall stuff. I climb this, I climb that. But you are at the mercy of the rock that you find and the movement that it lends. Like, you know, to a certain extent, you're at the mercy of like the set and the prescribed like holds and the orientations, but you can, there's so many permutations of that movement. It, it just really lends itself to being uh, more creative. And I actually had a, not an argument, but um, a difference of opinion with, uh, with this setter here in town. And he, we were like climbing on the moon board and we had just got it. This is like in 2017 or 2018. And um, I was like, Oh yeah. Like I like this problem that this person set They're in South Korea. I think it was like Dong Yu leads one of his problems or something like that. And, uh, or maybe Ricardo's, I can't remember. And, um, and he was like, well, like, well, he didn't really like said it. He just like picked the problems, you know? And he was making this, like, he was differentiating, like, well, you're not actually setting unless you're like, you have this blank canvas and you're putting the holds and this and that. And I was like, I don't think, I don't really think I agree with that. You know, I I don't want to really gatekeep it that hard to where, this isn't setting or doesn't count or something like that. Like, I don't think route setters should be at war with people that are like setting on the moon board. You know, I think it's all just, you know, all, all you're doing is like it's movement within more of a defined space and with more rules. Okay. It's a fixed 40. The holds already there. Yeah. You have to pick them, but picking them is kind of the beauty of it with all these restrictions. Can you still be creative? Yeah, I, I would even take it even a step further that at times I would say it's it's harder to to be super creative with such a limited palette. You know, it's like if um if someone just paints in black and white and they still create something incredible, it's even more impressive artistically that they managed to create something beautiful without the added like because it's always it's easier if, you know because I set as well. It's easier if you can just go and get a better hold, <laughs> you know, or just move yeah. something a bit further away. It's 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 harder to create something that's actually nice when you can't move anything. I think it's um, yeah. I would say it's, I would actually double down and say as a setter, it's definitely easier to make a good set with access to all of the holds than it is to do a good set on the moon board. Yeah, I think you hit it and like I'm a I'm a big film enthusiast, right? I'm 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 big into it and it's cool reading about like uh Kubrick when he shot Barry Lyndon, he didn't use any any lighting other than natural lighting. And so he had to solve this problem. There's a scene in it where uh, it's a period piece and there's a scene where all these like powdered wig Victorian types are inside and they're playing cards and it's dark. And it's all it's all lit by candle. It's this really beautiful scene. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but um, it's they developed a lens with like a zero point seven aperture that could open up really really wide to solve the problem. Because he's like, oh, I want to work within these like artistic um, for whatever reason he wants these artistic um, constrictions to make it okay. It's going to feel really like a period piece. Um, and I think it's cool. Like you said, you have to kind of work within that. Um, then he pissed everyone off by using a zoom lens. They're like, you can't use a zoom lens in a period piece. And he's like, I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah, it's my movie after all, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
I've always been a big fan of of rules, not in the sense of you know like you know, the world so much. I mean, but like like in the creative space to have those set rules. I like that it's forty. Um, I like the other boards on the market, but I don't like that they're variable. Like I think the kilter board should just be sixty degrees. That's it, and then it could carve out that space where it's like more of a cave and really just digging into that um you know same with same with the tension board i think it should just be like fully 50 or something you know and and not be able to go from like 20 to 25 to this to that yeah i just i think uh Hmm. yeah it is hard i always feel like you have to compromise a little bit with changeable board angles just in that like holds are almost like i feel like creating holds nicely you create them with an angle in mind almost in many ways. If you're climbing on 60 degrees, a really in-cut hold in the plane of the wall might feel really in-cut. But if you're actually to like measure the angle, it might be sloping slightly. And you'd be like, it's a really in-cut hold, but it's not sharp because it's so steep. Whereas if you then put that on like 20 degrees, you're pulling on like an absolute razor just because of the direction of force is so different. Mm. Um, and like, I mean, obviously that's an extreme example holds are made with an angle in mind, I usually feel. So I feel like you usually compromise on some like functionality comfort when walls are so changeable. I agree completely, yeah. That's good. I'm seeing some nodding heads. <laughs> no, because, because also... <laughs> that, Looking for the nodding head. That, that, uh, <laughs> that was actually my experience because when I first went to try a kilter board, I did so in mind that we were thinking of buying one. Um, so I was like trying to really test it out, not just as a training thing. And I, that was the conclusion I came to Aiden was that it, if, if you were could, if you were going to get one, you could just get a static one and you wouldn't lose out that much because I tried it at its steepest orientation and at its least steep orientation. And I felt like it climbed horribly at both of those particularly the least steep it just climbs badly that the holds are all like as you say they're designed to be on a steep so they're not comfortable or ergonomic so it just climbs badly at that angle but it is really good in its kind of sweet spot in the middle because that's clearly what it was designed for Um, yeah 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 yeah. so basically yes (laughs) 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 but it is uh it is like a gimmicky thing is there's a novelty, which is probably what makes it appealing to people. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose so. Um, I'm just, yeah, I think, I think a lot of gyms, they just seem to overthink the angles. They seem to overthink like, Oh, people want like a wave thing or this like big geometric looking monster or something like that. And I just, I'm just really like, opinionated on it i think it should just be straight angles for the most part if the goal (laughs) is to uh, you know because like at the you know we're all talking as like long-term climbers that are very serious about it and we climb all the time you know none of us are just like social climbers um but even like so on that end it serves that that end better and then on the casual end i think you can still make climbs really fun for people on those straight angles. Um, I went to, I think it's now closed sadly, or maybe moving, but there's a gym called, um, GP 81 in, it was in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. And I went there for a session and it's this really popular gym. It's got this cult following. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll check it out. 
and the setting phenomenal all the angles it's like 15 25 45 like they're all just straight angles and then you let the the setters have that have that nice canvas and you know good hold selection things like that but um yeah i'm just yeah, I just think that's yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah. Simpler the better, simpler the best. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, again, at the risk of sounding like a massive yes man, I, <laughs> again, <laughs> I totally agree. Um, like uh, in when we were involved in Leicester, um, when we got into the project, the wall had been um, already pre-designed and so a lot of the panels had already been cut. So when my brother and I joined the project, it was too late for us to change a lot of the angles. Uh, and it was all very kind of what I would describe as over-designed and, and geometric and there's too many small panels. Um, but I was able to change about half the wall. So you can really see <laughs> the half I changed, I got rid of all of it and just went flat angle, flat angle, flat angle. Because for the same thing as you said, like you want to give, buy a bunch of volumes and let the setters create their angles and change it every six weeks or eight weeks or whenever the rotation comes around. And then everybody's happy. You don't want to like be like, right, this is the weird angle that you're stuck with forever. Because every setter that you get in looks at the angle and goes, oh, I know what will work there. And it's exactly the same as what the last guy did, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're all repeating. And then, and, then, and then the customer base starts to know it because they're like, oh, yeah, that, that, that's the weird wall. Oh, the weird wall got reset. Oh, hey, well, I know there's going to be this like undercling problem on the weird wall because there's always an undercling problem on the weird wall because that's what it lends itself to, like you said. Yeah. 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 Almost harder to be creative then. But jumping back to uh, the community, um, the moon community, the community. Um, oh, like, oh no! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It's it's three a.m. for me, not you. <laughs> it was three. It was three a.m. when I wrote that down. That gag. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right, fair, fair, that's fair. <laughs> um, no, uh, so one thing that, that happened was really funny. It was like a, um, I guess we weren't expecting it, but when. Uh, me and the Dwarf Twins were doing quite a lot of the benchmarking stuff at the first point um, and with Flo. Because the community is like international, you get these kind of like little kind of culture clashes or these little culture differences. And one of the things that happened is that we were a little bit shrug of the shoulders when it came to grading stuff. Like I would do something, think it was kind of hard, give it 7C. Basically, just like do something, think it's pretty hard, give it seven C because like it doesn't matter. And and we were all kind of looking at it. It's like yeah, but it's just the moon ball. It's just training problems, isn't it? Like it doesn't really matter. But then Hosea kind of opened our eyes a little bit about the outside of like that's how you guys see it because you see it as like you're just doing a bit of training and the real stuff's the rocks. But he was like for us and like my friendship group and for quite a lot of people in South Korea, there's not that much access to really hard um rocks like in their immediate vicinity and so quite for for some of them like the way they kind of um measure their their progress is actually on the moon board so it's like so when you don't take the grade seriously it actually kind of makes it harder for us to enjoy it in the way that we want to enjoy it and i thought that was really interesting because it's the kind of like when you get a really big international community together that's the kind of thing that you miss 
And then I felt bad because, yeah, like because all of our stuff was a little bit misgraded because I hadn't really thought about it and it was a bit too late to change it. But yeah, it was interesting. Basically, people see the moon board differently as you go around the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone's motivation absolutely. slightly differs for it. Uh, absolutely. You know, there's, and, and like you said, there are some things where it's like, ah, uh, you know, like as admin, you know, we can change the grade and we can, you know, up and down and this and that. But there are some things where, Ah, uh, they're now now they're institutions, you know. Like, like mm. Pixel Bricks is not is not getting upgraded or downgraded. It's just it it, it just it just is, you know. <laughs> you know? There's certain things like that where it, it, it's now it's now <laughs> like you know. And I'll get messages like, "Oh man, this thing took me like whatever a year to do or something like that, and all these efforts and this and that." But I'm like, I'm like amazing, and I I like to chat with everybody um, about that stuff. And I'm like, well, look at that accomplishment. Like, it, it, you know, you can you can still have the satisfaction, um, you know, and then balance balance keeping um, that that top end, you know, a little bit looser. Like, there's a, there's a guy that's like, um, there's a guy that's been setting recently. He's real he's real strong. He's motivated on the board right now. His name's Steve Raider. He's been setting some good stuff, like some hard stuff on the on the 2019 set. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about this grade? I'm like, if it's on the fence between 7C and 7C plus, please go 7C plus. Mm. If it if it if it needs to get downgraded, it'll get downgraded. That's fine. But there's so like I said, it hits that really hard, distinct wall at like 7C. 7C is like very difficult, I think, because it's just yeah, maybe it's partly because everything that was set and okay, people are like, you know, they'll take uh, you and the DeWolfs and flow and whoever else is like the leaders and kind of like, okay, setting the precedent for what the what the grade cap is going to be before you get into really hard stuff. I feel like in I feel like on 2016, it's uh, it's like in the 7C plus 8A, then it gets really, really hard. Um, and mm-hmm. there are still like seven C's that are very hard. I'm not saying they're, they're easy, but like, um, like mad about you, you know, that like trainer for black beauty, I think that would be seven C on the 2019, you know what um, I mean? Something like that. I, I, I think I, since we reach since we changed the board recently, that was one of my old nemesis blocks that I finally got up. So that took me like, <laughs> It took me like seven years. So I don't well, know if I would give it. It's, it's, well, it's, it's got that. It's got that undercut. It's got that uh, under. Now you guys got me saying undercut here. This is what I got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's underclaiming yeah, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. guys, two guys, two guys from the UK are influencing <laughs> me. Um, so, so uh, no, it's got that I nine that black that black hole. But um, uh, a better example would probably probably be like Sensei. I think Lorenzo. Mm. Carasio Senate or whatever, but a better a better one would be I don't, Sensei Ten or Sensei Nine. Nine. I, I don't know. It just feels. Is it? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, of a ten example. Maybe uh, maybe amazing. hold up, hold my maybe hold up, hold my phone by Connor yeah. Gersey. Maybe that would be like a nine on 2019. You know what I mean? It's just like it's got that little bit of like, um, uh, like traffic jam almost, or like a clog right there. Yeah, I, the the only thing because <laughs> I don't really know where many of these holds are on the board, but 
this this little section i just had a glimpse it feels so similar to like chess and opening plays where you're like naming squares and like, kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. classic problems <laughs> oh yeah oh, oh you know you know what's so good i feel like an absolute maniac i'll walk by someone's you know and i, I look the way i look so if someone doesn't know me they're like this guy this guy looks crazy but um I, I, i'll look up and i'll be like someone i don't know will be on the set and i can't help myself i have to be like and i'll know it just on sight like on the what it, what it looks like, you know, on the configuration or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's so and so. Oh, that's a really good one. And sometimes people are like really psyched, and sometimes people are like, get this guy away from me. How's <laughs> 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 he know that? I remember this one guy was like punched over his phone, and I was like, oh man, that's like that's a good one. Oh, that that's 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 a really cla- that's a classic or something. He turns around like over his shoulder, and he's like. <sighs> Please leave. Please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is a fun. It's like a little bit of a of a pride moment. Where you're like, ah, cool. I know that one on site. And then it's like, wow, that's that's taking up a lot of brain space. Where you know something else could be. <laughs> but I love it. So it's all good. So so I because I, I am quite intrigued. Um, we've spoken a lot about general moonboarding a bit more as like a international community, but in terms of like your own relationship with moonboarding and the role it's played in your climbing, did you say you'd have 380 something sessions on the moonboards? Is it something? Uh, 600. It's like 686. I actually climbed earlier today. So I got, I did a couple. I was actually trying one of yours, Sam. I think I was trying Cuban eels. I haven't done it because I, I can't like, heel hook on that thing the way i want to that's oh, fine i'm one of yours people tell me that's a soft one yeah it's funny that, isn't I, it? uh, sandbagger. <laughs> oh I, I sent some yeah. harder ones at the same grade oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah calm before the storm i just did one of yours um i really like that one rain 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 that you have I must have been in a a, a bleak (laughs) for you. Sometimes I don't really want to be on the moon board. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah, they can. I I have those moments too, you know, where sometimes my names reflect like, you know, certain frustrations or little personal voids that I'm in. So I get it. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, the, the question was like how it's how it's shaped. Yeah. Uh, 686 sessions is like clearly quite a high proportion of your climbing. Um, how much of your climbing is it taken up? We had Alex Lamel, um, a route setter in London, and he trains a load on the board down in, there's like a famous board down in Mile End, a climbing wall in London that's been the same for years. And yeah. uh, uh, he, it's got a bit of mis- beats too, right? Yeah, Alex, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I follow, I follow him, and I've been to that to that gym in Mile End. Oh no uh, way! And 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 in that little in in that little room, I've been on that little board. Um, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. There, I, I was there for a wedding, and then I was like, oh, I, oh, I really want to check out this gym, and I think there's a board there too. At the time, it was 2017, but yeah, I enjoyed that board, and then uh, um, I think I had messaged Alex. Anyway, but yeah, I was like a fan of his beats. I'm like, oh, that's sick. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I always find uh, my experience on that board is uh, 
massively enhanced when he's there. I've like really, I found it really motivated train, motivating training with him in the past. Um, and it's been like, he's very philosophical about it. Often, I think partly because I had like competitions of, of, as objectives, outdoor things as objectives. I'm almost in a habitual routine of training for something, feeling like I need some justification for my training, even though I'm very much aware that I really enjoy training when I'm doing it. And when I'm actually doing it, I don't feel like I need to be doing it for something. It doesn't, it doesn't just feel like a means. I'm not just making myself do it to achieve these things. Um, and like Sam was saying with the community in South Korea, often like that might be the objective in itself. They enjoy the training and for all of the things that surround that. And like, it might be like the sociable side of it. It might just be the physicality of progression or maybe not even progression, maybe just the sensation of actually doing it. So I was kind of wondering um, what, maybe what role that played in like moonboarding played in your own climbing uh how much it made of your kind of motivation and like maybe in practicality how much of your climbing it makes up as well yeah i mean i do a lot of other training as well like a lot of hangboarding a lot of like weighted hangs a lot of weightlifting and um and i still climb on like the commercial sets as well when i'm training but um as far as the role of the moonboard it's been it's been it's been interesting to have it be such a large part of my climbing because yeah i mean it's it's over 50 percent of my climbing it's probably like realistically year-round it's probably like 75 percent of what i do you know and and um i take my warm-ups very seriously i take my rest day workouts and weightlifting like i do all that stuff um as well but um as i've as i've gotten like more um responsibility in my career and it's 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 given me it's given me a, a huge perspective or a, a huge perspective change and then appreciation for, for climbing and for moonboarding for what it is um yeah being that i i work a ton uh full-time and then some it, it's really given me this appreciation for um being part of the community and um, reaching out and talking to people who are in a similar position, you know, they're on a board or they live somewhere that's not near outdoor climbing. Maybe they only go on a couple trips a year or, you know, a week long trip a year or whatever. Um, it's been extremely satisfying. And I've always been a big fan of just following what we're like following the motivation and trying not to fight it. So if my motivation is just too bored for the sake of climbing harder board climbs, that's okay. Um, I've done the outside checks, you know, from 2017 to now, and I still feel good. I still feel strong. I still feel like I can perform outside, which is great. Um, I do still have outdoor goals. And I think this year is going to be a bigger shift toward outside stuff. Um, Cause I can feel my motivation drawing me in in that way you know when i feel that motivation for outside it's like i want to chase it like i really really wanted to do specter in bishop uh and it was because i felt really strong on um i'm like jumping and latching i felt like my accuracy and like uh my recruitment when i touched things was really good and i'd never done that jump move 
I, I mean, I've tried spec, like everybody tries specter because the first move is like B zero, you know, <laughs> and like, you can just like, you can just like do it and it feels cool. And it's this big boulder. And I remember trying it back in like 2012 when I had no business trying it, but it's awesome. You know, it's like really inspiring. Like that to me is a line where it's like, holy shit. It's so inspiring that you just want to go up and touch it and climb on it. It's, it's really cool. Um, and then I really felt the trans, the translation between the 2019 strengths, these big jumps, these big shoulder moves, like Sam's talking about, um, you know, these, like this, like really intense pinching where it's like the crimp pinching, where it's like you're crimping and pressing the blood out of your fingers, but like with a thumb underneath, not mm. next to your fingers. And um, yeah, like your fingers thinking, are in a crimp position, but your thumb is like in a pinch position. Yeah, like, which is pretty common for a lot of like uh, indoor climbing, you know, because it's like bolted to the wall. You get like a little thumb help, but it really accentuated it on the 2019 set. And then when I did that jump beta, Respector, I was like, oh, I can do it. Like I can, I can do it. You know, like I, I just, I knew it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Went back, like didn't do it that trip. Went back up, like did like this thread the needle through the wit through like the weather window. Stayed with a friend and like ended up sticking that jump move, and it felt so satisfying. You know, like stuff like that is is cool to see the translation and that's what I'm, I'm kind of seeing more for this coming up season. It's like, I want to see that. I want to see all this work translate, um, but it doesn't always have to. So, I mean, that's kind of a long two-sided answer, but um, yeah, sometimes it is for a specific goal. Like you said, where you're like training for a goal, training for a comp, training for a boulder. And then sometimes, sometimes it is just training to be stronger on the board to do you know, heavier weighted hangs or, you know, more volume in the gym. Like that's also an okay goal. And I've kind of made peace with that as I've gotten like more dug into like, you know, the professional side of my career or whatever. Yeah. That's like a nice, feels like a nice resonance. Like uh, what you're motivated for might oscillate a little between like, yeah, external goals or like just kind of enjoyment of that process. But the actual zoomed in practicality of that training doesn't need to change that much like and you enjoy it for what it is uh when it is the end in itself and when it's a means it's also enjoyable it kind of feels like a nice balance yeah except for when the holes are shitty then i'm, then I'm not happy <laughs> when the when the holes are brushed, then i'm not oh uh, when they're not brushed i'm just i'm just messing around <laughs> you know you know to, yeah uh i felt like i was just kind of waxing for a second but um yeah today at the gym um they just put new holds on the 2019 set they put the new white holds and the new old school the yellows and uh so you know i walk up and there's like a bunch of people you know and i'm like oh all of a sudden everyone's a moon warrior now huh new holds and everyone's here <laughs> i see how it is <laughs> you know? oh it, rain, it rain, rains one time in vegas and everybody's a moon warrior. you know i was just giving them shit like i know i know that whole crew and um and I was standing next to this guy and uh, I don't know him that well, but I've seen him around and he's like, he's like, Hey man, he's like, I don't know if you remember me, but like I started climbing like three years ago. And like one of my first days climbing, I was, I was on the board with my flip flops on and, uh, and I was laughing. I was like, I was like, 
did I call you out? <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you told me to get off the board <laughs> and like, and like, and like put some climbing shoes on or like, don't put flip-flops on. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, bare feet and, you know, flip-flop sneakers. Like, I'm not trying to see it. He's like, he's like, I totally get it now. You know, he's like, thank, he's like, thanks. But like, literally that's, that's all he knows me as is the guy who like called him out for flip-flop climbing on the board. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be your second sticker because you've got your yeah. Rush Thy yeah. Board sticker, which I now yeah. see popping up everywhere. Now one underneath should be just no flip flops. Yeah, no flip flops. <laughs> and then like and then like a little picture of that guy. <laughs> just like this. Like shrugging arms up, you know. I didn't I didn't know. It was funny. because yeah, I was like, you know, yeah, how are you gonna know that etiquette stuff if you know you just started? But then also I'm like Come on, man. You spend your time going around Vegas, drying up all the crags just to get people off the moon board. <laughs> yeah. Trust yeah, me, exactly. the weather's great yeah. out there today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, out there with, I'm out there with a fan. You know, I'm out there with a fan. Yeah. Um, it might, oh, might be raining outside, but it's only just like here. Like for the rocks, it's great. Yeah. yeah, it's great. No, no worries. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you should go out there there check it out there's gonna be um there's gonna be a big controversy on the new set because ben has taken the borderline crazy decision to retire the yellows the yellows are really? gone wow really? that really yeah. surprises me because i know <laughs> wait what wow. so may i ask what may be replacing them so, yeah. so this is the exciting bit. So the funny bit is that Ben messaged me to say that he he said that it's going to be these new like there's there's a whole bunch of new holds, and I replied with like, wait, does that mean there's no yellow holds? And he just replied, don't question mark. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm guessing I'm not the first person to mention that to him. Um, but uh, no, a he's replied. So there's going to be a whole bunch new of PE holds, which I think so. So polyester. Ah. So I think that is going to be amazing because it's going to be like as long as people treat them well, they will not. They will hold up. You know, like in ten years' time, you'll still still have friction, unlike the current material that, like, after time, it kind of gets really shiny. That's actually yeah, music to my ears. Yeah. So I actually, yeah. I actually think it's going to be. It's going to, the material is going to be so much better to train on. Some people will have to get used to, you'll lose a bit of skin definitely at first. So people have to get used to that, but, but it will hold up so much better. Whereas at the moment we've got this, like the moon, moon boards have this problem that they get shiny over time. So you can be like trying this project for a while on one moon board and then you go to someone else's and you do it first go and it's like, oh, doesn't really feel like it counts because it's so completely different and easy when the holds have got friction. Um, yeah. Also, I was wondering about this because the way that like a climbing wall or a customer would buy a moon board, there's obviously a map to set it all themselves. And then the rotation of the holds will obviously make quite a massive difference. Surely that varies a little from board to board. Guy, like, It's very hard to standardize that, right? Yeah, it does. It does. I always like to say that every board has like a personality. <laughs> every board has its own quirks and it's been cool i've climbed in boards like all over uh the u.s and then i climbed on a couple boards in norway i climbed on a couple boards in uh singapore and they're all they're they're all surprisingly very standard uh because that that little arrow 
and then you do the orientation off the arrow, whether it's like north, northeast, whatever. But yeah, all of them have a little bit of character to them, which is cool, I think. Like slight nuance, which yeah, but it will balance out as well because yeah. But it's some some really keen moonboarders like like Ravi. How quickly they can look at a board and be like, "Your H thirteen is off," <laughs> like straight oh, away. Yeah. People point it out like immediately. Like any hole is off, and like you know, you're probably not really someone who calls people out for it, but some people do. Uh, like straight away, you can tell. And and like we've got some as well. Like you're just looking at it and you're like, mm, I think our whatever is a bit generous, but yeah. It's almost you know, too, too late to change it. Yeah, after all. <laughs> yeah see, I, I don't, I don't call it out unless it's so, unless it's so egregious. I remember I went to some board and I think like, um, I can't remember exactly what hold it was. It was one of the yellow ones. It was like completely upside down. <laughs> I was like, okay, well that needs to be switched. <laughs> but if it's within like a degree or two, I'm always like, ah, okay, you know, home field advantage, disadvantage. You know, I'm playing on, I'm playing an away game here. You know. Mm, we'll see yeah. What's up. yeah 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 you'll you'll know something's up when uh sam's nemesis undercoat is now a cycle yeah. <laughs> so it's actually quite comfy on the wrist yeah. i think this one actually is a little bit soft it's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. how, how do i set a ball with no undercuts on it <laughs> how can you get it past them that's actually quite that's actually quite a responsibility setting a new board yeah i'm it is i'm I'm really excited i think it's gonna be really fun um thank it's uh, dave mason's gonna be doing it as well so i've got oh man i've got good old um good old daddy dave to to look after me (laughs) that's a that's a pretty legendary crew right there man i would love to be part of that session Uh, maybe Ben, ben as well obviously yeah Maybe zoom me in, you know, just so I can feel like I'm, you know, I'm part of it here. <laughs> Get we'll, we'll yeah. send send you a picture, and then you can suggest tweaks. Live stream oh, this. Yeah. Live stream this set. <laughs> Take <Yeah>. customer feedback. <laughs> so, I, I imagine. Um, I I don't know this, but I imagine what will happen is that we'll set something at the schoolroom, and then probably people will climb on it for a bit, and then make tweaks because that's that's cool. normally normally the best way, isn't it? Like when you set a board. Yeah. They just like you just get something a bit wrong, or after a while you're like, ah, oh, it'd be nice if this was if this was you know a bit more of a side pull side thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the biggest like the biggest. Um, I don't have the grid in front of me, but like that center, like let's say it's like four by four, so like sixteen holds ish in the middle. In the very middle, needs mm-hmm. to be really really dialed in you know because you're going to use it for almost every single problem um so like i think on on 2016 there's that it's a it's it's that set is really well constructed but there's a miss in the middle with that little white thing that has like the little fin on top of it um it's uh, it's just like which one it's like like a uh I, I, I can't like get into it in my phone, but it's like, um, it's like a shallow, it's a white hold and it's in the, it's in like the middle spot. It's got a, it's got like a prominent middle placement, mm. um, facing like it'd be like Northwest and it's got like a little ridge and like a scoop on the top of it. Right. Yes. And it's, yeah, really, I, it's, it's just like, it's I know the one you mean now. Er- yeah. It's, yeah. It's like not ergonomic. It's like, kind of avoided not a lot of set to use it 
um, stuff like that. You know, I feel like that, that central zone, like your, your, all your cross traffic, all everything that intersects and connects things from left to right, uh, has to be really dialed in, which is hard. Mm. Um, cause you know, like the 2019 set does a good job because I think it's the F12 pinch off the top of my head. That's like ambidextrous. It's pretty symmetrical. You can use it both sides. You can grab it as a side pull. You can use it as like a hard pinch. Um, mm. it does a good job of, of that. Um, yeah, that would be my only, like, if I were given the reins to like help design the board, I would really dial in that middle. Yeah, maybe even five by five, like, but that four by four section right in the middle, like, mm. like F twelve. I, I think F twelve is like the middle ish of the board, eleven, you know. But yeah, yeah, the middle is super important because yeah. hardest to avoid. Get your notepad out, son. Yeah, well, actually, Tips that, and tricks. I was thinking, like, <laughs> if you're gonna like do homework, I was thinking of going through the other sets and just making a quick note as to like, okay, you know, D. 14 has been like side pull <laughs> you know pinch oh yeah so then yeah, it's yeah. like so it's like well i know it you know i work I, if if i know it works to have a side pull here i could put a different side pull here so i think you know if i know it worked yeah. last time <laughs> yeah, if in yeah doubt. totally if you in know doubt. i really think um i think it's i think it's actually f12 on the 2016 set it's like that white hold with the little small um concave shape mm. um it's got it's like it's like a sloper it's uh another one you it's mean perfectly yeah. yeah that thing works really well in that position and then on 2019 you use kind of like the bottom of it you know as a side bowl which is good but i think that thing's most effective as a that's like a, a real bad sloper pinch thing um <laughs> i'm trying to think what else uh off the top of my head Oh, this is like a good this is like a good quiz game here i think like <laughs> on 20 on 29 on 2019 um in the top left it's like a might be a 17 there's that little fang yellow crimp with the divot i guess we're not having yellows but yeah um, no yellows i think i think on the i think on the extreme edges yeah it's better to have stuff that's a little bit more ergonomic to, for left and right you can almost play to it a little bit more on those edges or just have it straight down. Um, I know on 2016, some of the yellows, like they just like run up the a column. You know, Mm. I, I even set, I even set one that's like time to die is like a bunch of yellows just on that column. And it's like really brutal. Um, cause like they're all kind of in a zipper line yeah i remember doing that one because it's tricky for us because we got a wall on the left hand side <laughs> yeah and you know what i thought about that too because i had to i had to repeat it when i put my wall in my garage and i was like ah fuck so that's something i think about too you know like when i set stuff now i'm more conscious of it because i've seen so many boards i've seen so many videos mm. of boards and been to so many boards i'm like okay if i set this how many people am i taking it away from you know by like putting a swing so far out left and is it worth the movement to kick them out that far left sometimes it is sometimes it isn't i guess that's the call but i want to make things as accessible for as many people as possible i've seen boards that are like they're like in like a hallway and you have almost zero you have almost zero play to flag outside of the box you know and it's just i mean that's just brutal Mm. but i have i have found that besides i think i can think about one thing 
you can make it work with a with a wall on the other side. It, it sometimes makes it harder because it means you can't have a foot cut because your feet are just immediately smack into the wall and dab. But it is yeah, basically totally. always possible. There's one exception yeah. I can think of of one of Flo's ones. It's like a dyno to the right hand side, and then it wouldn't be my feet that hit it; it would be my face. So, like, yeah. so I, I can't like, risk that one. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to put on a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you can yeah. no, you can normally make it work. Um, True. You, yeah, right. Have you have you heard some of the um, feedback that we get that the 2019 set is quite morpho? I haven't heard any of that actually. I thought. I mean, I I would feel like that'd be a critique for all all the sets because I mm. mean, people just that are tall jump around. Yeah, I haven't heard that for, for yeah. 2019 specifically. That, that might be a thing. That one. Sam, when you were saying earlier as well, just about like, because it is a 40 degree board and generally the holds were bigger, you end up generating a lot of momentum and traveling a long, a long way off these holds that I'd say the quintessential moonboard style is probably quite morpho just in terms mm. of like. Because mm. the, the holds are kind of big and well, yeah. When you were saying that, like, I'm, I'm like trying to run through the Rolodex in my, in my head of like, okay, who are the setters? Who are the hard setters? Who's setting? Um, yeah, there, there are some more dinos possible on 2019. And then there's this guy, I think his name's Ordavi. I, I don't know what this guy looks like. I don't know who he is, but he set, he sets hard stuff. And it's just like, I, I don't know what this guy's span is. If it's like the entire board or whatever, but I'm like, you know, I, I don't have like a short span. It's like, like, yeah, it's like good. And, and this guy sets like really far and away stuff. Um, but no, I think the benchmarks are pretty good. You know, I mean, there's there's dino benchmarks on 2016 and 2017 with those red holes. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we- and Hoseok is quite small, right? And he's really good on it. No, he, he actually is the one that was most vociferous in that opinion that the 2019 set is morpho. Ah, okay, yeah. Because he, he actually, is much he is much smaller and I think has quite a short span, right? Yeah, he's really good at climbing at his max span, actually. He is he is really good at it and quite enjoys it, but just in general the feeling in in Korea, according to Hosiak, is that that set is not as good for the for the more common like morphology. Mm. Um and, and like I do feel I feel a bit sorry for him because he did make that point quite a bit earlier on when it was like a little bit you know it wasn't sort of too late to change it but at the time because we had Flo who's who's really short it was like well Flo's done it so it's fine but then it's like but Flo flashes 8b plus so <laughs> then, yeah yeah it's like yeah Flo climbs like 8c on the regular so. yeah 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 and he's, he's climbed 8c plus and and like yeah, he's flashed eight B plus, and he was putting his like training boulders down as like eight A or seven C, or <laughs> so. You know, there's a certain amount of horrendous sandbagging that is built into the system when you've got people doing that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm I'm on the forefront of that, you know, and I'm trying to fight and put that message out because um, I, I really try to detach. Like we've talked a bit about grading, and I think it's it's essential to the conversation, but I've tried to put that out of people's head when they get into the board, you know, whether they're coming at it as like on a six, a plus level, or they've been climbing a long time and they're pretty quickly at like a seven C level. Um, I find people getting frustrated, especially climbers that have done like 
yeah, eight, eight plus or, or something outside. And they're like getting smashed on like a seven B plus. I'm like, it's not, this is not, this is like a different language. Don't worry about it. It's its own scale. You know, um, Jonathan has a board we climb on and it only goes up to 10. That's it. It's like his home rules. You know, we we're talking about Alex's like home board rules. It's like his home rules are like, it only goes up to 10. So V10 could be V10 or it could be, you know, V13 or whatever, AB. So yeah, I think it's just getting people used to and onboarded with like the language of, and, and just the, yeah, just what the board's all about. Yeah, it is sandbag. It's fine. It's okay. You know, we're all... And- yeah and in the uk we're quite used to that because we tend to set up to v8 inside so like boulders are only graded up to v8 and actually what v8 means is v8 or harder but it just says v8 on it (laughs) (laughs) it's so evil so so (laughs) i think in the uk we're really used to that whereas yeah in other places you deign to put the actual grade on the boulder some well, some, yeah. some and then, mad <laughs> and there's there there is still something to me that seems strange when i see people like posting videos like oh i did this like v13 on the or ab on the kilter board and i'm like what <laughs> like, that's 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 reserved for like i mean i think project two is like the hardest boulder I've ever done. You know, it's either that or Black Beauty have to be the hardest things I've ever done. And they're like 8A plus and AB, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay. <laughs> like that's Project just, 2, that's one of Magos's, right? That's one of Magos's, yeah. 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 I think I was there when he made that up. Um, basically, yeah. the first session I had on the 26th, Kendall Mountain Festival is like, I live really near Kendall and they set up one in like a marquee there. Um, which was the first time I, th- I think it was the first time I climbed with Magos. Um, and was when I think you made it that day. So, um, but yeah, massive moves, right? You go like really wide spans. Yeah. And that's, and that's like a, you know, you talked about, um, being able to climb really well at your span. Like that's a weakness of mine that like being able to do and like explode and move at my full extension is, is pretty tough. And I mean, I think it's tough for a lot of people, but, um, yeah, that thing really puts it under a magnifying glass. Cause you're just like full span coming in full span crossing over your head or something. It's, it's cool. Mm. I actually think that that's kind of the genius of the benchmarking system is that you don't have to worry about the grades. It's just like, you've got 500 and something benchmarks, just try and reduce that number. Don't worry about what grade yeah. each individual one is. Just, just keep going. Yeah, like yeah. chip away. Yeah, you have so, a different so, measure. Yeah, some some of them are like really different. Like, I'm going to go nerdy as well now, but like whispering aspens, yeah. like probably could be seven B on on other yep. sets. <laughs> like, yeah, some of, some of them are all over the place, but just just do them doesn't matter just just keep trying them and and it just means that you try loads of different styles and you're not like just stuck in the way you set and it's fun just like just keep if you don't like the look of that one just have a look at the next one it's fun yeah (laughs) keep swiping away and i i have this theory and i think it's i think it holds water is that there's always an overlap like for um and you see it a lot in like seven, a to seven, a plus like, um, 
because people will be kind of like they'll, they'll, they'll kind of maybe tap out ish around there like oh you know I'm, I'm into the moon board maybe i i've worked it into my training i do it once a week or whatever um and they're like oh i've done like all of the 7a benchmarks except like eight of them that all have this move that i can't do and we'll be talking about it. i'm like well have you tried any 7a plus benchmarks and they're like well no like i want to finish all the 7a's first it's like well no go to the 7a pluses like you said chip away like that's kind of the that's kind of the flip side of like you know the sandbag issue or whatever issue where it's like graded harder um is that you're having done 90 percent of the 7a's you're probably going to do like 50 percent of the 7a pluses and then you'll have that little gap then you can move on and then you know i start to blow people's mind when i'm like have you tried non-benchmarks? You know, and they're like, what? <laughs> non-benchmarks, you know? I'm like, yeah, like non-benchmarks, tap the little slider, sort by most repeated, and just go to town. Like there's some fantastic boulders that need some love, you know? I mean, mm. I, I pretty much exclusively climb non-benchmarks at this point. Like for me to do a new benchmark now, it's like, it's a mission. It's lots of work, you know, unless something gets added in the lower grades. I only have a couple 11s and um, I have yours, Aiden, left to do. Thank you. And uh, my one. No, it's, 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 oh, it's on really, the 2019 yeah. set. I've also yeah, got Aiden's really, one still to do. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really good. It's like exactly something that I would set and really like to climb. It's just really difficult for me, you know, that like, like switching that little button to like the undercling and then pulling, you know, till you go to that, like that log where you have to match. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really, really good. Sloper um, than well, you think. Yeah. 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 You go yeah, like, it's really well set hand to foot. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go hand to foot and, and I have to actually flip it a little bit. So it's, it's this little extra movement that kind of zaps me, but, um, but yeah, that's what I, that's my advice to people. And I think, I think that overlap is in every grade range, you know, there were, like eight days I did before seven C's and you know, like Jer bear snare on the 2016 set is like <laughs> absurd. You know, I think it's 10 now or seven C plus now, but it was seven C for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was that, was that, was the one that I put up on that set? Was that graded AA? Yes. Uh, uh, that's quite got, harsh. Think, that's quite harsh. AA. Everything's, I think everything's it's AA a bit... plus now, right? <laughs> No, oh, okay. oh, oh, that one, that wooden one, or the yeah, yeah your, the wooden your, one, your wooden one's eight A plus, I think. All right, your, yeah, yeah, oh, okay, and then, uh, yeah, and okay, then I seems... think you, I think you also said I burnt off Migos, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, oh no, which Aiden's, <laughs> yeah, Aiden's keen to say, he didn't name it. He's very keen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was the same session when I first climbed with Magos at Kendall Mountain Festival. I did that. Uh, well, Magos, <laughs> Magos made it up, and then. I did it and then he did it like a couple of tries later. Um, and we left it at that. And that was all of the, exp- I, all of the input I had on that problem. But um, no, I didn't actually name it. I, I burned off Alex Mikos. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just walking in tall like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that, yeah. But alas, no one will, yeah. <laughs> I get tagged in it all the time. People didn't have problem. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, not uh, that is a nice thing that happens though actually in general like when you you've got like benchmarks on your name you do get tagged in them a lot 
yeah people, people love it fine. people do like to, to to do them and tag you and it's nice like you get to see people doing your boulder a lot which is kind of fun mm. yeah, yeah i love yeah. that and i like to see when people do it differently or they do something unique or you know it was really meaningful to them i try to chat with them a little bit and talk to them and you know whatever because it's cool you know i think it's it, it's it's different than a set that maybe gets um you know, reset every six to eight weeks or something like commercial bouldering set, you know, people spend like me included, like I've spent a project too. I think I spent a year and a half trying like a long time, you know, I have stuff on my, on my like list, my like project list. I've been trying for like months and months on and off. So I think when people finally do that stuff, it's pretty meaningful to them. So I like to try to, like you said, it's cool to see and then say like, good job. Mm, yeah, yeah. Cool. that is actually because i was like i feel like just from this conversation there's like a lot of different perspectives of moonboarding for you in terms of like doing all the de- benchmarks is one thing you obviously end up doing a lot of much easier climbs as well um you then make up problems and then you have like the fine you have like projecting on your harder ones like other bits of it which like feel way more interesting and things which are a bit boring for you or do you find that kind of interest in all of it uh yeah all of it's interesting i go i go in different phases um yeah if i'm like really in on a project and it's like cool i want to um like when i get the board up in my garage you know i can get the board basically set up exactly how i want it get the temperature the way i want it play the most evil music i can you know as loud as i can in my garage you know or whatever so i have to listen to like trash gym music or whatever but um yeah so so that that's a fun aspect to me to to really dig into and learn the movement you know same thing as like i want to go try the nest a million times and try that move a bunch of times because i i like i'm not unique in this but i like trying to figure out the move i mean that's that's a big part of hard climbing um and then the creativity stuff like setting, um, yeah, it comes and goes, but it's really nice when it's there. You know, if I climb something and I'm like, oh, cool. Like I just climbed one of Sam's problems. It uses this H15 pinch, you know, like what's something that I can do revolving around that pinch. That's a cool hold. I want to do something like that or whatever, you know, like when I'm warming up or when I'm trying stuff, I can get inspired by a move or a hold or something or like oh that's a cool that's cool at 7a like what if i made it 7c plus that'd be that'd be sick if it was like a smaller hold with the same kind of movement or whatever um so yeah i enjoy all of it but Mm. the thing that keeps me coming back is that community aspect you know because i can be like i spend a lot of time alone i spend a lot of time like you know up late at night um doing stuff so that community aspect like I've gotten really cool messages where it's like, Hey, like, thanks for the motivation. Thanks for giving back and all this stuff, this and that, which is really great. But I'm like, you guys, like, they don't know how much they're motivating me to and inspiring me to set more stuff and, you know, chat with people and whatever. Hey, someone's coming through Vegas, like, cool. Let's have a board session or whatever. Like that's, that stuff is really important to me. So that is like the through line that keeps me excited, engaged, coming back and getting after it mm. yeah that's, oh, that's really cool nice. yeah yeah pretty soon we're gonna have to start asking some um 
Patreon questions, Aiden, because we've yeah, let's get after we, it. We've got a fair few, um, and uh, we're running out of time. Also, aware the time no, it is your end. Um, <laughs> no, no, hey, you're, you guys are all good. I, I will happily answer uh, as many questions. I'm, that's awesome that your patrons are asking questions. Yeah, what's up to the? Do you, do you have a name for your patrons? The patrons. Patroons, what's up, patroons? What's <laughs> happening? Oops, that uh, was my bad. Uh, okay, I got, I got, I got notes for days. I was, wow. I was getting after it. I had some coffee. I was like making notes. I got music recommendations for later. Whatever you want. Oh, oh nice. Wait, yeah, music I got, I got, I got, I got, I got top five on my. You know, like you had that like island thing. I got that. I got. Oh yes, out, we should do desert island stuff. boulders. I think we're doing yeah. desert island Whatever benchmarks, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so that yeah. is funny, though, isn't it? Because you are like you are really well known for your music taste, as well as as well as the moon as well as the moonboarding and the climbing and stuff. So I was quite surprised to see you with so much like Taylor Swift memorabilia in your house. <laughs> hey, come on! I thought I thought we were cool. I thought that was hey, just because I went to the tour. You know, she's, she's she's got some talent. She's got a lot of talent. Yeah. <laughs> she's Nicely writes, done. She just writes hits. You know, and when I'm going through heartbreak, there's no one I'd rather turn to. <laughs> uh, the old prank there. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the questions as I turn I... my camera a little bit to the side. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> one of the questions that I had written down before, but actually might be on the list. But we're probably going to mention the favorite benchmarks. But do you have any cool. least favorite ones? Because Ooh, everyone normally has those man. nemesis blocks, and I've had a few nemesis blocks over the years that I don't just do badly on. I like really don't like i just think they're really rubbish <laughs> you've, you've already mentioned mine the Ger, gerbear one oh, that, man. That I snare. again finally oh. did that very recently and i've hated yeah. that for a really long time gerbear <laughs> snare, so is, gerbear snare is so hard uh it's so tough um one that comes to mind early on the 20. 16 is um this one it's like a 7b or 7b plus it's called like uh diagonale like diagonal with an e on the end mm. i was like i just like it looks cool it's like all these black holes and it's like bottom right to top left but i just remember being like oh like I, I just like i don't get it i don't like it it feels awkward um yeah <laughs> uh I, I think like I have a love hate relationship with Bazoo. Bazoo was one of my first projects. Like, I don't get this. I, I, I hadn't come to terms with the jumping over your head, you know, where you have to do like your hands here and then you jump like two columns over your head, um, which I end up doing for pixel bricks as well. But like Bazoo, you have to kind of jump to that flat black plate thing. And it's off of like a bad hole. And I just remember being like, oh, I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. And um, yeah, that was definitely like a, a moment. So yeah, I, I'm trying to think of least favorite, like ones that I, I can't stand. Usually it's like, you know, actually, I mean, shit, I shouldn't say it's about my own problem, but like <laughs> whatnot. So, so I don't, I don't benchmark any of my own stuff. Um, if, if anyone's benchmarked any of my stuff, like, thank you for doing that. Um, 
but I, I haven't benchmarked any of my own stuff. So when time to die got benchmarked, I, I remember I was like, man, I remember doing this. I remember being hard and I remember feeling like really heavy on it. Like, cause it's just like, you know, I'm not a small guy. And like, I just remember like so much pressure crimping. And then I went to do it. I went to like repeat it. I think it took me like two sessions. I was like, oh man, this thing fucking sucked. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like painful and hard. And I was like, uh, yeah, I said this. <laughs> I'm putting everyone through it. But you know what? That's I've got so many bad problems. <laughs> that's why it's called time to die, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't, I, I can't think of, off the top of my head, I can't think of any other least favorite, least favorite or nemesis benchmarks. I mean, you've gone for the very, diplomatic answer of outing yourself as opposed to yeah. any of the other, other benchmarks yeah. there. I think that's a kind option. <laughs> I, I was you could have outed yeah. Sam. Yeah, I was Sam's expecting bloody the, like, sandbag seven C's. I was, I was expecting the, the British answer would have been to go, yeah, go by setters, filter by Sam Pryor. That's those are my least favorite problems. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy's trash. <laughs> oh man, anything with all these, you know, enough with the H15, please. Come on, we've had enough. The, the people want variety. <laughs> but it's funny that, isn't it? Because like there is like the unwritten rule that no one who's involved with benchmarking benchmarks their own problems. So it does tend to happen that the problems that you set like the ones that I said that I really like don't get benchmarked and some of the ones yeah. that I don't think are as good do. And it's like, no, I want to do one. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you can I recommend was, to your friends to benchmark your own problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slide in like, uh, like for your, for your consideration, like the Academy Awards. You no, know, I was just having a conversation with, uh, with Nick Wedge. Um, yeah. Over Instagram. And uh, he's like, he's like, Oh, I need to get back into setting. I was like, yeah, you do for sure. And he's like, He's like, I just get so like irrationally angry when people don't climb my problems. I'm like, dude, like I get it, but you just gotta put him into the ether, man. Just get him out there, <laughs> whatever. Because it, it 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 never fails. Where it's like, oh, I set this one in five seconds, and it's kind of just like do 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 do, and then it's like, oh, that one gains all this traction, and then this one that I put all this thought into changed a bunch of times. You know, came back to put all this thought into whatever, and then it's like. No repeats. No repeats. No repeats. You know, never sees a live day. You just got to do it for the for the love of the game. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually have a um a glaringly obvious question that I'm surprised we haven't asked you already. Is yeah, yeah. how how did the name come about? <laughs> Ravioli oh, biceps. Man. Yeah. So yeah. So so the name is like um, the name is kind of a nod to all the non sequiturs that Ghostface uses in his various like projects with and without the Wu-Tang Clan. So um, he uses all these non sequiturs and there used to be this, there used to be this blog. Um, it was like the, the, the rumor was that it was like written by Ghostface, but it like, it wasn't, but he uses all these like calling himself like galaxy knuckles and like phantom ravioli and like cocaine biceps and all this other stuff. So it was like, um a play off of that and ravioli biceps which just it's just been it's been my like handle forever like and so when i when i decided to do the border project i was like oh i'll do it under ravioli biceps and um then just kind of went from there and was like oh yeah i'll just i'll just 
be that now you know (laughs) never like never share any like never share any personal info ever (laughs) you know (laughs) and uh and it's been kind of fun you know it's like again it's like it's like me loving like obscure or not obscure um kind of random rules or like maybe like inconsequential rules where it's like oh cool that's my rules like yeah i don't use my name i don't talk about what i do or anything personal it's just like moonboarding and music and it's like okay cool that's what i post and sometimes some travel stuff or outside stuff you know oh wow okay yeah 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 no i was fully expecting like a mono diet of ravioli but there you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually Ga- oh, galaxy knuckles gosh. would have been a really cool pick as well that's a really <laughs> galaxy knuckles is good yeah galaxy knuckles he's got a, he's got a bunch of really good ones yeah galaxy knuckles is good it's been funny to see like some of the other handles pop up like ri- like rigatoni quads or like you know other <laughs> people will do like random like insert like pasta and muscle group, <laughs> you know they just haven't yeah. haven't caught the reference quite in the same way yeah and i'm like oh that's that's like pretty funny you know it's like ah oh, tortellini tendons or something like that you know it's like yeah kind of fun <laughs> yeah yeah and actually yeah in terms of um about rocks you've done quite a bit in bishop right you did yeah specter and the swarm i think you did quite recently as well at the um i I didn't i didn't do the swarm i did uh i did direction um uh, yeah yeah that's good ah maybe i saw some stuff i'm not not entirely sure but yeah do you have like um i mean it sounds like you're having a bit of time off the nest anyway on the back of some tendonitis but like yeah do you have um things that you are keen for or like things to go back for on the rocks yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah the swarm is on there um i think it'd be it'd be nice to do like a a crimp test piece like that be great um yeah i mean i'd love to get back to waco i'd love to try esperanza i used to guide in waco so it's like close to my heart it's a good oh no way spot yeah i haven't been there in a long time but yeah i spent a few seasons there and guided there and have like a lot of friends that i made there have now become yeah like lifelong climbing friends which is very cool you know it's like kind of that weird middle middle of the desert like feel um yeah it just it just brings people together which is cool um so yeah i'd love to try esperanza put in yeah. some, some good effort on that it'd be great i mean it's just like bearing down crimping moving powerful stuff like that i think i'd like um and then as far as here yeah i'd try squoze and um I'm sure I'll try the nest again this year and just see where I'm at, you know, like a skill check on it and, and see. And, um, yeah, yeah. There's a couple other things, um, that Tyler, uh, McNeil, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Taylor. He put up a few Taylor. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, getting late for me. Sorry, Taylor. (laughs) He's not gonna, he's not gonna listen to him, (laughs) but, um, he's out, he's out finding rocks, but, uh, yeah, he did. He, he put some stuff up that i think would be cool to go repeat um yeah and then there's always there's always finding stuff too yeah 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 he's done scores and the likes hasn't he yeah good at compression that guy yeah yeah for sure Mm. Mm. we we did have some questions um about community one from arian malik which was that is there anything that uh the apps or anything about the 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 boards could do to help foster community more than they do currently 
Oh man, maybe like I don't know. I, I don't know if there's some sort of like like maybe like badge or like reward tier or something like some like little emblem you could get for like the amount of stuff that you've like um set because i think like something to drive people wanting to contribute would be cool you know um and i know like that might just lead to people like doing spam problems so maybe it would be like you do this and then it has to be co-signed or something like that but i think some engagement because um i i had i had an interaction with like a lot of people moonboard in vegas and it's cool the community's really good here um but we were talking about stuff and then this guy's like on the board all the time had just never said anything and i was like i just don't think he like saw himself as a setter i'm like you climb on this board so much you have so much experience like you can you can contribute you can set something for sure and then um he has like a different body type than like me and other setters i'm like yeah you're just putting putting it in so i think i think something like that could be cool to push more um more contribution because then you get like more buy-in and you're more invested because you're kind of part of the ecosystem now or you're like checking to see if people climbed your stuff or like maybe got benchmarked or whatever and i think it keeps people engaged for longer um yeah, I don't know how you do that with within the app, but that could be cool. Um, you could then, do like Reddit awards, couldn't you? Like Reddit awards, but for moonboard problems. Like people could, yeah. like, like, you know, in like Tinder, when people say that like they're like super like people, you could super like yeah. problems. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, totally. And then there could be like a tier, you know, like when you when you sort by, you know, like sort by most repeated or like you could sort by like, Maybe it hasn't been repeated a ton, but like the 10 people that have done it all think it's really amazing. So then it kind of mm. gets a little bit more attention because usually it's like, you know, it's the plague of kind of like any user-based thing where it's like, oh, the most popular thing has 3,000. Everyone sees it. So now it has 4,000, now it has 5,000. And the other stuff gets gets kind of buried. That's really good. Um, yeah. That would be my that would be my mm. off the top of my head answer. It's definitely something that I don't I think maybe you are kind of a part of why this has happened. But over the years, I have noticed like a lot of comments on Moonboard problems are now really positive. Whereas cool. in the in the early years of moonboarding, uh, it was more like any other anonymous community and that a yeah. lot of the a lot of the comments made anonymously were mean. <laughs> Like, but it's funny now that it's really nice and that that's really not the case. Like if you re scroll through comments, obviously you get the, the yeah. occasional one, but for the vast majority, <clears throat> for an anonymous online community, it's shockingly yeah. friendly and supportive. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really good point. I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would absolutely hope I'm part of that. That's a big, you know, that's, that's a huge part of what I try to push out all the time um, is that positivity and like, having each other's back and yeah because it can be vulnerable to set something and put it out there especially if you're not a setter and someone's like shit you're like okay well <laughs> i guess i'll probably go back into anonymity you know <laughs> like but, <laughs> you know um i think i don't know i i see more board accounts 
which is cool. You know, when I started mine, I didn't see really any, um, like, I think some of the South Korean crew had like, it was like maybe more of a part of their like feed within like lifestyle stuff or just general climbing. They would have some board stuff, but, um, now I'll see people that just have, yeah, just, just board accounts to track progress. And I think that's cool to see. And then they're more, um, they're, they're maybe like less anonymous because you can tie if they use like the same username, you can tie that comment to that board person. And now they're, you know, they're kind of more out there and more um, open with their, with their progress or their journey. You know? mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Um, also as a continuation to that question, um, paragraph eight asked if there is anything you would change about the moonboard itself on any of the sets or anything about the moonboard, if you could, would you change anything? Oh, um, yeah. So, I mean, I would, I, I think like we hit on something that could be fun of like that 2016 remix where you like, you just put, you just fill in, you know, the blanks, which would be cool. Um, I mean, okay. This is like, this is maybe like my personal pitch. I've like pitched it to, um, not this first part, but the second part I've pitched to Ollie and, and hopefully it goes through, I would love to do like, um, yeah, like a, like a ravioli set. Like that'd be fun. I think, you know, and I think it could be fun to have like, okay, this was set. Um, yeah, this was like, okay. I had like a hand in, in setting this, which would be great. Um, yeah, that could be cool. And, but yeah, as far as like the 20, other than those like minor tweaks, you know, we were talking about the like ultra specific things about like hold placement and how important that center grid is. Um, yeah, I think the the biggest thing to think about for me, if I were to set something is like the versatility of each hold, you know, how can I use it? How can I, can I use it as like the side pull? Can I, can I pull it? Can I, you know, push on it. Can I, uh, yeah, it's just thinking about things in that three dimensional way and like seeing all the chess moves. Um, and it's really difficult. You have to spend a ton of time on the board to see all that stuff, but it's, it's worth it because you're going to get people that set 60,000 problems on there and they're going to climb on it a long time. So it's worth putting that thought into. Um, my other pitch is that, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make black moonboard shorts. Like, <laughs> Uh, I want some, some like some of the samurais with like a little white moon emblem, black shorts, same waistband with like old English moon. That's it. That's what I'm trying so hard. I'm like, <laughs> I like, I sent, I sent a mock up to Ollie. I'm like trying to get it going. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I think so. So Ollie, if you're listening or Ben, please let's get it going the yeah. simplest of shorts <laughs> oh yeah because it's like all i do is wear like black band shirts you know and i just want like black shorts i think it'd be sick have the little white moon emblem and then like you know how moon is kind of like on a little like this yeah um, uh yeah for the listeners it's like a little bit like bent i would just do that same thing but just in old english mm. and it could be cool yeah, yeah, the ra- ravioli signature signature series shorts. There you go. That's it. Just a pair of shorts. Limited I'm not, edition. I'm not, going, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going crazy. Yeah, just make like 
you know, one of them for me. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> one, one of one, please. <laughs> we had a question from Holden Hisrocks who asked, does your music choice get heavier slash darker the harder the grade you're climbing? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like the seven C circle of hell, the seven C plus circle of hell. Um, no, I, I mean, yeah, I listen to a ton of like extreme music and, and metal and stuff like that. But I mean, I listen to a lot of stuff. Like, I think I get, you know, mostly like I'm into that stuff because um, it's a cool, it's a cool genre and I follow it pretty closely. But um, yeah, I mean, I listen to a ton of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, it doesn't necessarily correlate. Um, although I do remember, oh man, it's uh it's an A day. It's an A day on um, the 2019 set. Oh, you might have to help me with the Sam. It's got like, it's by one of the Dwarf Twins, and it's got like a bump off of you. You know that bad uh, square pinch on on Art of the Moment. Bad. There's a bad square pinch on Art of the Moment, and it's a uh, it's like a bump off that. And I remember really specifically listening to uh, this Sargeist album. I think it was like and burning out and i forget what the stargeist album is like holding across or something like that and that album's like nice and heavy and good and i was like yeah i just need this to like get going so yeah i mean sometimes the music is heavy yeah oh, I, I actually quite like this um your media outlet um it's very honest in that you're like one part of my climbing and one part of my music taste and like it's very compartmentalized I think it's, and it's like, it's again, like, yeah, it's having those, those like fun restrictions to just like really dig into and, and, and keep going, you know? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's important. And then it gives me, it gives me like that, um, that information that like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I, I try to like readdress and uh, think about like, okay, cool. Like what, what can I, what can I give, you know, like, uh, people say like oh thanks for the motivation thanks for this and that you know so it's like okay cool like i want to push that i want to push like you know talking to people like responding to everything trying people's problems that they send me because maybe they're the only person that moon boards in their town or whatever you know so it's like yeah cool send me stuff i'm always going to respond i'm always going to chat i'm always going to engage um and then talk music like that's great we can talk talk like movement you know like problems and music like that's awesome i love talking about bowl it's great like it doesn't it doesn't take any energy for me to do that so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just nice so i can like go on on instagram and be like okay i'm not this isn't taking any energy out of it it's just like i enjoy talking about both these things so yeah i've kind of curated it in that way yeah yeah that's nice um snacks asked this is gonna be a, a quick one um What's your favorite board shoe? Your go-to? Oh, uh, I think it's got to be the Solution Comps. I right now I'm I'm climbing in some Scarpas, but um, that's just to kind of beat them up and, and be done with them. Um, they're they're fine. <laughs> they're good. They're they're fine. They're like Scarpas slammed. Like <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like they they just don't fit my feet or maybe they're too stiff it's like the orange ones i got like a good deal on them like i don't have a shoe sponsor so like um i got a good deal on them and it's the orange like instincts maybe 
And, the, uh, the, yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know the ones mean. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, they're good. I think they've gotten actually better as they've gotten a little more beat up. Cause they're, like, quite stiff for a long time. Um, but I feel yeah. like, yeah. The, I don't actually wear solution, those ones that much. No, I I find those ones really stiff as well. Yeah. Do you have a better Scarpa? Because I feel like I would like them, but, like, I just don't like that one. If, I've done... if, if the shape of them works, um, then I, the blues are way softer, the VSR. The blues. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really wear the orange ones either. I find them a bit too stiff. Yeah, they've um, just taken so long to beat up, like, to, to kind of get... And then if they're too stiff, it's like, on that 40, they just they just tick. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's like... I think especially when, like, the holds are... Um, it doesn't have the same bite as like, like um, textured rock. I feel like yeah, I find exactly. that I find that on my board. My board is wooden stuff, and I'll always use softer rubber because I find like the stiffer rubber will generally like ping a lot more. Yeah, whereas you might want it in like Switzerland, you know, if you're just like slamming granite and crystals. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Then the stiff stuff will definitely last a good bit longer. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. I was climbing for a while in five ten quantums, which are like old as fuck. I found them in a they're like they were like from two thousand eleven or twelve, and I remember I I was getting messages. People were like, "Dude, where did you find these quantums? No way!" You know, like like I had some secret secret like hookup, and I was like, "No, these are just like ten years old." <laughs> and people were like, "What? How do you still have them?" I was like, "I just found them in a bin somewhere, like in when I was cleaning out my house and." uh and I just was rocking them for a while, but yeah, I've worn a bunch of shoes. I feel like, you know, kind of like, uh, Aiden was saying, you just need like that, that makes between like a little bit of, um, structure and then like some soft rubber to dig in. Mm. I, I was recently, I went to check out a little climbing wall that's opened up near my mom's house. It's just around the corner. Um, and I was, I took my, um, wife and son. So it was, it was like quite a nice little, little, we could get away while my mum was able to look after uh, my son for a bit. Uh, but it was this really nice plan that we had. But then when we got there, I realized I'd forgotten my shoes, um, which is always a bit of a blow. Uh, but oh, yeah. I, that, so it wasn't very big. So I ended up doing like m- most of their problems in rental shoes mm-hmm. and then ended up on, they had a moon board. So I ended up on the moon board, <laughs> did, did a benchmark I've never done before in Evolve rental shoes. So there's my tip. Hey, there you go. Pick yourself your up, shoes. Pair, pick up yourself a pair of rentals. Try them out. Maybe speaks a little more about your footwork. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like you're very slowly yourself up. <laughs> I can see Aiden coming in for that bird. Yeah. He's so that in the distance. It's like a, you, see the, you see the smoke of the train before you see the train. <laughs> I saw him leaning forward into his microphone. Ready. A little smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm that bird. We're moving on. (laughs) I have a a nice question here about, um, well, two part question. What's the biggest takeaway you've gotten from moonboarding? Which is maybe quite a big question. But then the second part being, what is the most wholesome interaction you've had whilst moonboarding? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Um, so the biggest takeaway, I mean, yeah, to, to kind of go in with that, with that wholesome answer is like, um, and, and to take it, to take it sincere for a sec is like, yeah. in like 
in my time moonboarding and just like any other climbers, like, you know, climbing timeline is like, life is going to get in the way, you know, at some point life is going to get in the way and interject itself into your climbing and your routine and your training in some form or fashion. Hopefully it's not too dark or too tragic. Um, but yeah, I've had some, I've had some dark times and some, um, yeah, some very like solo, lots of solitude, lots of like grappling with, yeah, with just the bigger questions of life. So the biggest takeaway is that, um, the, the community of, of moonboarders and people that I interact with on a regular basis that like also set, or we comment on music and we comment on stuff. It's like, it's, uh, it's given me a lot more than just something to talk about with climbing. It's given me like, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of help and a lot of, um, yeah, motivation and yeah, just reassurance and stuff like that. And then as far as the second part for wholesome stuff, I have a, I have a Norway story where, um, I was, I was in Norway. I went by myself, I went solo and I went to one of their gyms and I was climbing on like the commercial set and just kind of like walking around, uh, had my headphones in and I hear, I was like walking up to a boulder and I hear ravioli. Is that you? <laughs> it's like this guy in like a really heavy Norwegian accent, and and I turned, and he was kind of like, "What are you doing in Norway?" Like I went in October, you know, I went for my birthday, and um, and we were just chatting and stuff, and like chopping it up, him and his girlfriend, and uh, they were actually going to Vegas like in November, so it was like this like fun small world moment, very cool, you know. Um, He's like, oh, I didn't think I'd see you here and stuff. And we just had like, we had this like really good chat. Just, yeah, it was cool. It was like kind of nice to just be um, so far away from my home. And then just to have that, have that cool, um, yeah, that Venn diagram just meet up where it's like, cool, we're climbers. And then we're also moonboarders like in that, you know, just, you know, um, gets a little bit more specific and it was very cool. Yeah. It's nice when that, yeah, what can feel like a, the virtual international community kind of yeah dips its toes in real life (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely moonboarder in the wild yeah yeah exactly Um, but i mean i've had i've had a bunch of awesome conversations with people that like there was this one guy who told me like he tried one of my problems like i don't know it was like hundreds of times or something it was like hugely like happy when he did it and then i said like good job send him a message and stuff and we we're just chatting about it and, um yeah i've like chatted with people that have gone through some of the same similar like life stuff you know and like opened up and yeah it's there's there's been a bunch of like little moments that that will like make my day or month you know that's nice um huh? spark was asking um do you have any did you have any sort of key level up moments? Any moments where you just sort of felt like you just jumped up a level? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, when I did mad about you as well, like, cause I was like, Oh man. And I remember I was, it was right before I left. Um, actually it was right before I left that trip where I ended up climbing, um, at the same training wall that Alex climbed at mile end. Is it? yeah 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 yeah. and yeah so um it was like the day before that trip i was like 
really gunning for mad about you and i ended up doing it and i was like on that trip i came back and i was like man i think i feel pretty strong on that underclean like i think i could do black that was like the first moment where i was like i think i could do black beauty i think it's i think it's possible to have to generate that that strength off of uh, off of i9 and really punch for it and then i remember the first time i stuck the move to that e14 black vertical pinch on the 2016 i like stuck it just in isolation and i was like oh fuck yeah like yeah that that, that felt like a really good progression for sure mm. yeah i'm um, <laughs> off sam's never safe undercut as well <laughs> oh Damn. man and, and 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 i'm not i'm not trying to play like i'm good at it that thing that thing absolutely kicked my ass and there was like a certain i had to get my like ring finger in a certain spot like when i grabbed it and if i like pulled up and it wasn't in there i was like no, i can't even do it you know i just drop and same thing i was like pinching like the side next to the bolt hole because it like put my put my wrist in a good way or something yeah so, yeah yeah, it's just getting set up into that hole is so hard. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like really funky. I feel like it is like kind of it's being strong at that like complete limit of like range of motion, right? And feeling like you can actually like put some force through it. It's hard to get your left foot up. It's just like you Yeah. <laughs> squirmy. To push, to it's so squirmy. Yeah, squirmy is a great way to put it. And then like loading all of that force off of that black foot is like oh yeah yeah it's like i can feel it just thinking about it i can feel like how painful it is (laughs) (laughs) Um, slight continuation in general but um uh, nether was asking what is would you say is your pick for the most sandbagged boulder oh man most sandbagged boulder um yeah, well, I think I think a couple of these got upgraded now. So, um, damn, I'm trying to think. Uh, what's well, pretty? What's like pretty? Because I would have said Jerbear Snare if it was still nine. Um, there's one that's like, uh, it's a Ricardo one that I think has been upgraded since. It's like Cala or something like that. Um, but then on, on, uh, 2019, I actually think stockade by you is fucking not seven C. I think that thing is really hard. Yeah. I think that thing's hard. I think that thing's like, I think felt like eight, a to me felt hard seven C plus eight, a, but like, um, double sandbag. yeah, there's a, there's a couple there's a couple on the on the seven c's on twenty nineteen that are really really hard um yeah that being one of them yeah that's what I like mm. for now mm. there's um oh, one of the there's the there's that really big move seven c on the on the twenty nineteen set one of the ones where you go to the yellow pinch oh what's it called Oh, that one's a Jürgen Jungen something. Yeah, it's it's Eisen Eisen Jünger or something. Yeah, I mean it's like a Germany sort of name, but that I just can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I oh I did I did that one in Singapore. Um, They had really nice like crispy holds. They had good holds there. 
Um, but the humidity was like 80% everywhere. And it mm. was like the gym, the gym was in this open floor of this shopping mall. So like the floor of the shopping mall was air conditioned, but not the gym specifically. And it was just so sweaty. Was like my shirt was like sticking to me and you can't take your shirts off there to climb. And it's, I was just like, Oh my God, this is so sweaty. How do you guys crush all the time? Like they have a big boarding community out there and it, it was really cool. Um, that might be up there for one of the most wholesome moments. It's like out there in Singapore. Yeah. A bunch of people came out. We had an awesome big long session, but I was like, how do you guys, cr-? they were crushing. And I'm like, how do you do it? My skin's falling apart. Mm. They're just used to it, I guess. I might kind of like that. Cause I actually, I use um spit rhino skin spit basically before, oh, okay. before pulling on, every single time on the moon board because my skin's so dry oh yeah. wow yeah you like it out there maybe. i feel like there is a different i feel like the temperature just in terms of like even if your skin's just not sweating that much just in terms of like information on knuckles and things um i always feel so tweaky when it's hot, too hot but maybe humidity is just good for you mm. yeah sam likes climbing in gripstone when it's like misty yeah, I, I, I like the fog. I like foggy temps. <laughs> that's your that's your temps. <laughs> um, uh, someone holding his rocks was just asking if you've got any tips for how to use the footholds at the start because he finds them very slippy. Yeah, slippy for sure. Um, I think a big key on using the footholds is where your hips are in relation to the foot. So. Um, and what I mean by that is like, if you're like, if you're pulling up and you're pulling like to the left or whatever, like try to have your, your hips, um, kind of like maybe a little bit more, uh, a little bit closer to the board than you would even maybe be comfortable with. Um, just so that first motion is like, it's fluid from your hips to your feet. So you're like transferring, um, Cause, cause a lot of times when I slip, you could just need a new set of feet really if it's, if they're that slick. Um, but when I'll slip is like when my foot is kind of outside my hip box and then I have to kind of pull up and do like, or pull to the side and do like, you know, kind of typewriter over that foot. If it's important to drive off that foot. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, also, I think having for me having soft rubber on those those holds is really yeah. good because they're like the upside down squares, aren't they? They're like yeah, really pasty smears. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it makes a massive difference. I normally I've done most moonboarding in Dragos for that reason, basically. Um, yeah. So Mark M thirty one was asking what your other most common exercises are you do for your hard outdoor sends outside of moonboarding yeah for sure um yeah i would say that like weighted hangs like i read um i read earlier yeah early this year i read ned's book um the beast making book which is really good i know you had him on the podcast his episode was good um and yeah i mean just doing a weighted hang like um i talked to martin keller same thing it's like I, i don't really hang on for weight i don't really hang on anything smaller than like 20 you know um and i just i'll just stack i think that's really helped with like load and resilience um yeah i mean i bench press i deadlift 
Uh, I do a ton of core, like any kind of core exercises, whatever, but like, I like to add weights to my core workouts. So whether it's like ankle weights or if I'm doing like, um, like extended, uh, like on a bench, like butterfly kicks, like I'll, I'll use my hands and go down with like, uh, like 20 pounds in each hand or so. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of like adding weight to core stuff. Um, Mm. and then, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, just, just yeah, mostly lifting stuff like general, like I do yoga, you know, like I'll, I'll have like a punch pass here and there. I'll do yoga, um, for like mobility things. But, um, yeah, when I was growing up, like I was, I was a power lifter, weight lifter, played football, ran track, did all that stuff. So like Olympic lifting is nothing new to me and it's, it's pretty nice. Like it's cool to just throw headphones in and just get after it you know, and just like pick up a bar or get moving, you know? I'm, I'm quite, yeah. It's quite interesting that because you were saying earlier that you felt like core and like driving into your feet was a strength of yours, which could probably translate well from powerlifting days, right? The likes of squatting and deadlifting and like driving weight into the feet is I feel something which like often people who come into climb like come into climbing as like their first sport or like that is always been their uh, primary sport like get a lot out of those kind of um lift uh, and like how it translates to driving weight into the feet so um, yeah it kind of maybe adds up that that suits you well um yeah back in the day and um to keep plowing through these because as i say i think definitely the most popular uh <laughs> from the patroons we've definitely got more questions hey, for you than we've ever awesome. had before hey, um, that, that makes me happy thank you patroons so That's i want cool. <laughs> i want to try and get to as many of them as i can um Zan, yeah, zan's got a double one which is what's your favorite personally set problem so the favorite problem that you've set and also if pixel bricks and wolf were on rock <laughs> what grade do you think they would get? That's a lot of oh, grading man. questions. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay. So my, my favorite problem that I set, um, I set one, I set, I set one called Hellhammer on the 2016 set. I was really happy with that one. It's got a cool cross move. Um, yeah, it's got like a shoulder move and then it, it works really nicely where you like cross and then come under and then, bow back out to finish um i was really happy with that one and then uh if pixel bricks was outside i'm trying to think of pixel bricks and and uh, wolf were like in waco i feel like they'd be like good waco climbs um i don't know maybe pixel bricks would it might be yeah it might be like six outside and then wolf uh, depending two three it still might it still might hold like 10 like 7c plus or or 8a i think so yeah it just depends like if you if those are really like flat edges you know like something out in like alpine colorado or like in waco that you that you could grab i think it would just be it would just be like accuracy because i think yeah the, the difficulty with wolf is like the the accuracy throwing to that thing slow enough to where you're staying on it Mm. yeah friction's so important as well on that one um and De- Declan asked have you ever deleted a problem you've set oh hmm. it's pretty good um 
I think I have. I just can't think of what it was. I think I was just, I said it and then, yeah, maybe I didn't, I didn't like the iteration. I'm, I'm pretty particular though, before I set something like if, if I've deleted something, it was maybe just only a handful of times, like under, under five, I would say. Um, but I'm pretty particular. Like when I set something like I'll just have, I'll just have it lit up and I try not to set something if there's a bunch of people there because, you know, I want to, be like a good board DJ if I have the lights or, you know, whatever, because it takes me some time, but um, yeah, I haven't really deleted a lot. Mm. Um, And what's the most board climb like problem you've done outdoors? That's from Declan. Yeah, this has got to be, this one's got to be like, like free Willy in Waco. It has to be, just, I mean, yeah, that's just a board climb. Um, yeah, that one's, that one's really good. It's like a 40. Yeah. It's like 40 or 45. It's just cramps all the way up. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing how, um, it's, it's kind of it's like pretty much like, yeah. Free Willy is like pretty as close as you're going to get to a board. I'm trying to think of other stuff, but yeah, that one's pretty, pretty spot on. Um, yeah. Sorry. Aiden, what were you going to say? No, it's amazing how frequent, like just like the classic board style, actually comes up outside, like with no tricks. They always yeah. become quite classic, almost when they are, even though it's almost as simple as it can get. Yeah, yeah, it's just hard pulling. I think people, yeah, people enjoy that. I'm trying to think other ones, but I'm I'm blanking at the moment. Uh, I think this might make more sense to you, but uh, it's a hundred million degrees. Asked. Uh, do you ever reminisce about Hidden Peak? Is that? Oh, shit. Man, I wonder who that is because I for sure know that person. Hidden Peak is the gym I talked about earlier. So Yeah, I thought uh, you mentioned it. Yeah, that's, no way. That's the name of it. I don't know if I, I've mentioned the name, but that was the gym underneath um, that gymnastics gym in Chicago. So, yeah, whoever it's a million degrees is, uh, yeah, shout out hidden peak days. Yeah, I mean, of course, I reminisce. Everybody reminisces about like, you know, those days. It was just, it really feels like as I get further from it, it's been like, you know, now it's kind of just in my mind as, uh, you know, it's got this, it's got this really nice, um, like, feel about it when I think back to those memories, you know, about those sessions and how much they shaped a ton of strong climbers and then like my style personally. So yeah, it's cool. Mm. It is am- it is amazing how much shows like places like sculpt really like, um, like really the top climbers. Like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. Cause it's not really a thing in the UK. I don't know if it's more of a thing in the U S where you have like small climbing walls as like in the corner of like gymnastic gyms. Cause in Colorado, Cats, which is like the famous climbing wall there, um, which is like a really old school like corner of a gymnastics gym, is a similar thing. It's just kind of like been the same for years, and there's kind of like sculpted a lot of like the top boulders there. And like, well, it is about Faust now lives there. I actually, I'm not sure if Michaela Kirsch is now living in Colorado. I'm not entirely sure, but like you were saying that Isabel and Michaela like grew up climbing in that uh, that wall with you as well. Um, and obviously are some of like the top female boulders in the world. Like it's kind of like, it's amazing how these little communities can really like 
sculpt these climbers. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, those memories are huge. And yeah, I have like nothing but full support for both of them. Like to see them like crushing as hard as they do. It's it's pretty amazing to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's cool. Yeah, the old little gymnastic corners. <laughs> we, we, we had a question that was popular from Hersky and others of uh, what's your favorite pasta dish? Oh, favorite pasta dish. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, it, well, okay. So I have a, I mean, I like a lot of pasta. I don't, I don't necessarily know that I have a favorite, but I, uh, I do have a story about going on a date with, uh, with this woman and we go out to I feel like I can see where this is going already. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ending, right? Go through it. So we go to this pasta place, uh, this like Italian place in LA. It's really nice. And uh, I sit down, I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, oh, I'll get like the, like, uh, Enyolote. It's like bigger, like the, um, like really oversized. Like if you think of like a ravioli, but it's really big, you know? So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, like I'll get that. And, uh, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Like all we have is like, uh, we don't have that, but we have like a ravioli, you know, we're out of that, but we have a ravioli. <laughs> I was like, of course. <laughs> great so yeah i just ended up getting that and she was laughing she's like oh like you, that was on purpose i'm like no <laughs> you find like, yourself coming back to ravioli i was like i couldn't escape it always can't get away from it <laughs> Um, um, I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out all these questions because they're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, we, we ended up uh, getting them a bit lost in another, but I think I think we probably answered a, a really good bunch of them. But the one that people wanted to know was the desert island benchmarks. <laughs> um, and in the end, did we did we ask for was it three real boulders and three benchmarks? Yeah, perfect. Did you prepare them? I got them. Well, I actually did. I didn't, I like did my five for the 2016. I did five for 2019. And then I did three outside. Cause I looked at the, I looked at your message like halfway through and I was like, ah, shit, I overdid it, but I can just go through all of them. Yeah, that's uh, good. Let's just go through all of them. You've yeah. got, you can have a really packed Island full of moon boards. We'll, we'll sort <laughs> okay. that out for you. No problem. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So this is like a if it was 2016 if it was 2019 so for 2016 i think you have to go weathering heights classic um you know uh i think uh the la rose a la moon board um by cal nap is good obviously weathering heights by ben um iron arm by ricardo i think that's just a great test piece of what the board can can give you strength wise um I'm going to put an undercling boulder in there. Uh, Saravok by Stefan uh, Bots, Bats. And then I got to get a crimp boulder in there. So I'd take Bunny by Lorenzo. Good, good pick. Good bunch. Yeah. Bunny's Damn great. it. My mean board, my noodle knowledge is just not quite up to scratch. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, would take Black Muffler. That's a 6C by Koala. Um, no dream is just a dream by Thomas Watts, seven, a, 
uh, subtropical Japan. I really like that one. There's lots of variations to it. Um, 7A plus. Uh, Dark Souls, uh, 7C plus, also because, you know, I'm a fan of the games. And then um, Florian set one called 147, which is just like... Uh, that's a banger. That's one of my favorites too. It's so good. It's really, really good. And it's just like one of those like test pieces where it's like, it's so binary. Like you can do it or you can't. And it's truly, it's a cool like skill check. I don't even um, need to have seen that one to uh, yeah, you can know, know the style. <laughs> you, can guess, you can guess what the style is. That, the holds are not very good. That's, that's why it's hard. <laughs> um, um, and then for... For real, for outside boulders, I would take um, one that I've done and then two that I haven't done because I want a project, um, a couple projects. So I take Wet Dream. Wet Dream is incredible. Um, climbs really well. Holds are really like um, ergonomic and sculpted. And it's just, it's a really nice climb all uh, through and through. And then I would take uh, Esperanza. Um, yeah, because I feel like you could just, you could work it. It's not like, the most aesthetic line doesn't top out, but like, I feel like I could like, you can sit and work it different parts and get after it. And then, um, I would take direct North. So you'd get the Peabody, you'd get that highball experience of the Peabody, you know, um, like you would for evolution or something like that, but you can again, like work the bits of direction and stuff and like get after it so i mean you can even see like the boulders i'm picking it's like stuff i can climb on a bunch <laughs> yeah <laughs> to climb on a bunch you know um, so yeah those are my picks nice picks uh, i mean yeah, you might as well take desperanza because then you've <laughs> you got to you know what that's good yeah because i mean geez if you if you do esperanza then you know you don't get the little bit <laughs> so, yeah I would update that. I'm gonna put a D right here. <laughs> <laughs> An easy fix. <laughs> and direct north. That thing looks good. Yeah, totally. It's like it's it's squeezed in there, but um in this in this like hypothetical, you just get that line. So, mm. And then it's no longer squeezed. <laughs> if it was just that line, it'd be like, holy shit, like the the climbing is really good. It's yeah, it's just it's really um cool. It's got that proud top out. Yeah, no. Bishop certainly on the life list. I am. Um, I was thinking when you're when you're talking about your moonball problems as well. Like one of the things that does happen when you're scrolling through, which I find always makes me like the boulder more, is if you get the reference. If there's a reference in the name, it makes a difference. And I did it once. Like the first boulder problem I ever set, I called Raskolnikov's Axe, which I still think is my favorite name. And you got the reference and set another one called Gogol's Overcoat, which yeah, for people who get the references is great. <laughs> yeah, I remember that really distinctly because it's not often that you run into, uh, you know, like uh, 19th century, like Russian lit fans you know um, but yeah you should see my bookshelf like we, we that's a whole nother podcast talking about talking about books but i was like oh man someone that's naming something or skolnikov's axe like i want to know that person that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, that was my first boulder problem i think i, I think that was the first one i ever set it's quite soft now apparently um it wasn't then but times have moved on <laughs> yeah, uh, trying to keep up <laughs> right amazing that was awesome 
I think we've covered it. And I'm so sorry it's so late for you. It must be like 5 a.m. or something over there. <laughs> oh, it's uh Oh yeah, it's five now. Hey, whatever. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm happy about it. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. It's really kind of you to take the time. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I wanted to. I know I was I was bugging Sam about it. I was like, I was like, let's do this podcast. Let's do it up. So I appreciate uh you two being patient with me and my my wild schedule and stuff like that. And yeah, again, thanks to all your patrons and um for all the questions and yeah, please send me stuff like send me what music you're listening to, board climbs you've been doing, all that stuff. Like I love to dig into it. So and hopefully we'll chat again. And if please, if you ever come out here, come to Vegas, like, yeah, we'll get after it. And hopefully I'll see you in Sheffield at some point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you come to the school room, that's nice. <laughs> For sure. Perfect. Nice awesome. day when you see out there. <laughs> guilty about not being outside together <laughs> yeah we can be content no just, you can be my excuse because i'm like well i gotta show gotta show ravi the board yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh amazing yeah cheers for joining us and uh yeah i hope you get a good night's sleep now good day of sleep good, anyway. good day good morning sleep <laughs> yep yeah I'm sure no, i'm gonna i'm gonna head to bed and um yeah, let me know how this turns out, if you need anything, anything like that. And yeah, it was great to meet both of you and chat with you. It was awesome. Looking forward awesome. to it for sure for a long time. No, awesome. amazing. Yeah, cheers Thanks. for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch, hey? Thanks, man. Awesome. Speak Sounds to you soon. Good. See ya. Bye. See you guys. Bye. See ya. Gosh. That was really nice. Did, was that all right? I was worried about you a bit from time to time now. I was like, God, Aiden must be finding this really boring. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely bits where I was like, I don't know anything yes. these guys are talking about, but it was okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> He's just a really nice guy. Isn't he? Yeah, cool, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs>